welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. My guest today is a very, very talented director. He's here to talk about his brand new flick called Julie's Confession. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Franklin Hanau. Welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? Thank you, man. I'm blessed. I'm good. You know, I'm alive. I can't complain. And it's good to be here today. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor. I'm, I've been admiring some of your work lately. I've been uh, just educating myself on on your on your brilliance. You know, you did this uh, this short film on YouTube, The Cats, which oh, yeah. was it, it was uh, it was dope, man. I, I loved it. Then I was able honor to be invited to your premiere Julie's confession in philly and that basically just blew my mind uh i have a, a lot of questions i want to ask you about it uh you are i, I don't even know where to begin man we got time man you know like, i'm so nervous just, but like just, i'm excited as well just start that's all important your your character you play a character in, in this film right yeah which is uh, Mike, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Mike. That's right. So Mike is an incredible actor, like uh, character. Like when I was when I was watching you in your in the Q and A, like I couldn't like notice the difference between you and him. Like the difference, the only difference I can say is like he's more like like raw when he speaks, and you're a little bit more calm. But yeah, right. it's almost identical like do you when you wrote this did you find any similarities with your character uh not really i mean when i wrote that character um i mean i'll confess i really couldn't see nobody else but me playing it you know so and i i do confess you know it, it's some of my personality in there you know the thing about movies is you can do some things in film you can't do in real life. You can say some things you probably wouldn't tell someone, you know, um, especially in this oversensitive world today. Yes. So, yes. and, and, you know, that whole dialogue scene um, with me and Julie, um, Jasidi, who plays Julie, I even cut down some things simply because um, it just wasn't like serving the story anymore. But um, when I wrote it, I'm like, you know, I couldn't see no one else playing this character but me um and that's also to do with like um the casting too you know the way I saw Mike I'm like you know this has to be somebody who's around who's who who knows like the gist of neighborhoods because he's the one who tells these stories you know Julie's confession is just one story in particular like he's gonna tell more story so he's always like the narrator they always seem to know him you know, but he's just he, he has a sense of humor, but at the same time, he's just raw and real. So he combines both of those elements. And um, I don't know, I just felt like I'm comfortable playing them, you know. Dude, I. It's like it, it's like his character is so real, like you were able to take those words and that character and bring him to life. Like there's there's actually people out there and, and here in the real world like him. Right. So that's that's, you know, you were able to I'm I'm so, you know, astonished how you were able to bring that character to life. Like it's fascinating. Not a lot of people a lot of people could write things for themselves, but not able to deliver them. Like you delivered the words, everything you wrote and in that character. So I'm amazed. Kudos to well, you, brother. 
Uh, thank you, brother. Uh, well, the thing about cinema and film, you know, I'm not going to get into a history lesson here, but when cinema originally began, it was about portraying real life in the big screen. That's it. Mm-hmm. That was all, That's what it was all about. And that's what I just wanted to bring. I wasn't trying to impress nobody. I wasn't trying to, you know, give some, I don't know, Academy Award performances. <laughs> I just wanted to bring like something that people can see, laugh, enjoy, but at the same time think and they could walk out of like, damn, like I actually know somebody like Mike or I know a girl just like Jasmine or like, you know what I mean? Like things you see in everyday life. Like that's the whole point of cinema. And, you know, in today's world where it's just so easy to just purchase a camera, record whatever and put it out there, you know, that talent is missing. You know, people don't take the time, especially like to make movies like you really have to take the time. Like I rewrote that script like almost seven times before I actually had the final draft to put it out there because I had to do so much revision, making sure like every line was realistic, making sure like it didn't sound like, I don't know, fake. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so it, it, it's, it's a combination of many things and that's just what I wanted to do. And that's just the way I tell stories. It's just how I, you know, you mentioned like, for example, stray cats, um, when I recorded that, when I filmed those cats, that that was unscripted because obviously you cannot direct a cat. You cannot tell a cat, sit there, you know, especially if they're stray, you know. But I just saw like every day, like they will come in front of my house just looking for food. And I realized like, you know, all they want to do is just survive. You know, they know like in this house, they 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 can find some kind of shelter. They can find some kind of comfort. And when I filmed it, it was cold. Like it was cold. That's why I made them that little box. But I wanted to tell it in a way, you know, that was realistic, that you can kind of sense what it's like, you know, for a stray cat to live on the streets. But at the same time, that is visually attractive. The story doesn't bore you. You know what I mean? And it's just for cinema in general, you know, same thing like in music, you know, you um, I, I like um old hip hop because they have stories and they would talk about things that they live. That's what art is really all about. It's not creating something. It's not creating something new. It's simply just telling something that's real, you know, in a way that it can communicate to other people in the world. Like, damn, I know that existed or I didn't know like those kinds of environments were out there, you know? So that's just what it is, you know? And it's beautiful because like you, you gave this, you know, you gave this the, the small vision, but you made it artistic. It's an ordinary day, but it has some like a, a beauty of artists um, being like an artist in it, you know, because not everybody, er, you know, anyone who's directing a, a movie will take your same thing, but will put it, you know, gun violence and all these things that we see on a normal basis. But you did a, a different turn towards it which it made it a little bit more understandable and, and gave it some beauty. And it's not the same thing you would see on, on TV or any type of cinema. Right. Well, the thing, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that's, um, that's also one of the things I wanted to highlight. Um, I'm not a fan of just like, like I'm not trying to recreate anything new because I mean, you're just trying to put your sasson on it. That's it. Right. I'm trying to just tell it in a way, the way that I experience it, the way that I see it, you know, not the way that people have been seeing it. Like you said, you know what I mean? 
And like, for example, um, I've been living in Philly for the past three years. I'm originally from Jersey, from New Brunswick, exit nine. Mm -hmm. I've been there all my life since I was four years old until I moved out here when I was 27. And I live in, you know, what's considered like a ghetto neighborhood, like, yeah. you know, it's bad or whatever. No. But I'm like, when I walk out here, I'm dealing with human beings. I'm not dealing with animals. I'm dealing with people who have, you know, stories. Like, have you ever wondered why, you know, this person is like that? You know, you can't just, because it's funny, like, you know, I'm, I'm we're Hispanic. So, like, our parents, they have this thing like, oh, no, muchacho, pa allá, eso malísimo, ese barrio, que yo que. But at the same time, like, there's beauty in all of that. It's just that you have, like, these, like, these um judgments of, you know, that you can't even go past that street. And yet the sun comes out, the birds sing out here, you know, um, like if you saw the opening of Julie's confession, I even wanted to highlight, you know, that part of the neighborhood, you know, you, you tell from the top down, you see the grocery store and you see like, yeah, it may be considered ghetto, but like the people who live here are human beings with emotions. So it's like, I don't see that much, you know, supposed violence. Activity. Yeah, like they're made out to be or seen, you know, like people have this idea. Like I was in my mom's neighborhood, right? And it's supposed to be a good neighborhood. And I was in my dad's Jeep and my dad's Jeep, they stole, um, I forget what, what's this called, like that thing that connects the 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 muffler to the um i don't know it's some mechanic stuff yeah. my point is like they stole a very important piece to that jeep that i couldn't you know i couldn't work with it and this is supposed to be a, a safe, safe neighborhood. neighborhood yeah so it's like and i've had this conversation with other people like if you look at it like most child abusers predators they live in what's considered like high class neighborhoods but because everything looks fancy you would assume like everything is fine and it isn't so when you see neighborhoods like this like from the outside they may look like it's a lot of violence but when you come in here you'd be like yo it's just people you know it's mm -hmm. just like it's just people doing anything you know every corner has a you know play, has the dominicans playing domino oh, drinking yeah, presidente yeah. you know yeah, the puerto yeah. ricans chilling and I walk like I've walked late at night and I've never been jumped. So it's like I wanted to also show that in the movie. Like, listen, man, these neighborhoods like they're filled of stories. OK, they're just filled of stories. You know, that's why I made the intro that way. Like there's just not buildings and bricks or fat, chubby little boys, whatever. Like you see all this stuff. But like it's people out here with humanity It's people out here that are like legit. You know, you can't just judge them just because they live in these neighborhoods. So oh, absolutely. that's why I, that's, that's why I just want to like the highlight in the movie, just that realism, you know? Yeah, you get you gave it a, a, a and I encourage all my listeners, all my viewers to go watch it is on Amazon Prime right now. Um, you gave it another, you know, sometimes in life you have to look, you know, see things in different perspective. That's right. what I definitely enjoyed about uh watching this this movie, you know, not to mention the opener was funny as hell, which I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> It's different. It's slightly different. Um, but you gave it that, that different perspective. You know, you don't get to see that. And, 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 you know, and in, the, in this, these movies we have nowadays. Right. Right. Um, I wanted to ask, I know you mentioned 
you 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 know it took you seven uh rough drafts to, to actually finish the script but before right. that like what inspired you to to write this this you know awesome movie you did actually uh, um i did a youtube video on that um it's called like uh, seven things i learned from filming my first film and they actually speak about it um originally um this story was like really short it was only like 10 pages i wrote it um i would say maybe two summers ago for my cousin and one of her friends now at that time i didn't know zay i didn't know anybody out here i was new in philly but i knew like i always wanted to do movies it's just that i was studying it preparing myself so the day that i do something i ready do prepared Right. I'm not going to waste time, especially people's time. I know what I want. So I was like for a good amount of 10 years, like studying sound, cinematography, all that good stuff. My cousin, um, she's a girl. Um, she looks um, somewhat Asian. So the story was originally called Asia's Confession. And I told her, like, listen, do you want to um, just for a fun exercise? Do you want to film like, a, you know, a little movie? Yeah, yeah, I'm down. No, oh, that's what's up. Da, 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 da. Yeah, like always. Yeah. You know, it it never happened. She didn't show up. She just ghosted on me for no apparent reason. And then, you know, I just had that screenplay sitting there. Fast forward um, to this year around, what was it? Maybe like the beginning of March or at the end of February. I met Zay and everything. I I did Stray Cats. Um, he liked the way I, I, I told the story. He wanted me to direct and shoot um a short film called why do you love me and then i noticed like wait i have a story here that i never got to finish but i'm like it's just two people that's too little like i need to like now that i'm knowing people mm-hmm. and zay was introducing me like to more people that he's collaborated with so i'm like okay let me start see where i can expand this you know and then one thing led to another and always when i thought the script was done i'm like okay, this needs another character. This needs another scene because, okay, what happens after this? Where does she go when she confesses? We can't just go straight to the reconciliation scene. There needs to be something in between. And always, always, you know, until like I read it again and I'm like, okay, it's actually done. So you always want to take your time when you're doing this because it's like I tell everyone around me, you only have one chance Mm -hmm. to do the story and that's it, you know? Was it was it your like was it important for you to have a, a strong female role? Because the lead, the two main leads are, are females. Was that important to 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 create this creation you created and have female leads in it? Um I just wanted to tell the story. Um and like for, for some... like like for me, like uh I like I I went with my younger sister, she's like 19 and and I know she, I can't remember the exact question. Uh, I think she asked you something about uh, being Hispanic. Uh, something oh, that about, was your sister? Yeah, that was my sister. Okay, okay. Um, so for me, it was important. Like, I felt like honored watching your flick because now I'm here with my uh, my younger sister who's beginning life and to be able to see strong Latinas, you know, in films, which, you know, you really only see that in Telemundo or you're in Mexico and that, that you know, that part of uh, the world, which they produce Spanish movies. So to see actually uh, an American, well, not your regular stereotype Hispanic, <laughs> right, uh, exactly. deliver, you know, uh, bring it to the screen. Uh, I was, 
I was I was honored. That's why I actually was important for you to to have a female cast. Well, the thing, um, one, like I told you, um, I wanted to tell the story. Um, I've always had a good working relationship with women. Um, I don't know why. Same thing with children. <laughs> I don't have children yet, but every children that's around me, they just want me to like, you know, carry them and I don't even know them. So I've always worked well um, with females and um, I, I don't know, you know, I just like to me, it wasn't nothing, you know, political, you know, like, you know how in today's age, yeah, especially yeah. in Hollywood, like there's a lot of political stuff where it's like, OK, um, you know, because, you know, we need females, more females. Let me just cast females. Yeah, that it was, was not that, it that was, wasn't my intention. Yeah, you know? it was more just a passion story right. about beautiful women you know life rather than right. uh, 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 uh i don't even would you call that propaganda or some shit like that right right like um like i saw you um like i saw one of your episodes with um the guy who wrote that book um the inbox and you were telling him like you know that he's gay um, since he you know he's a, a gay guy but just because he's gay he doesn't have to tell a gay story yeah you know what i mean uh, like yeah, so yeah so to me, it wasn't like, oh, I want a female just for the heck of it. These were good um, actresses. Their talent is what made me, first of all, want to, you know, work with them and hire them. Yes, yes. And um, when I saw, for example, Jasidi, who plays Julie, I'm like, she's perfect for this role. Like, there's a tenderness in her accent, you know, that just, I don't know, it just it just fits Julie well. And then with Julie Peralta Reyes, which was a total coincidence that her name was Julie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I originally had someone else for that role. But, um, it, it, you know, things happened. I couldn't cast her. Um, so I spoke with Julie. I had interviewed her already and she was just down with it. And they had a great chemistry. Like, that's another thing. I was like, I had a lot of Zay did the casting call and he would forward me like, you know, the people. But like, for some reason, like, I don't know. I just know when people look well together, you know, and and I wasn't seeing like that Jennifer character. Like, I'm not seeing like they're all good, but they just I don't know. It just I'm not convinced yet. And then when it happened, you know, we did some readings and I'm like, you know, they look good together and they did a really well performance. You know what I mean? And I think I. Well, no, it was just me and Jose, the only two guys in that whole in that whole <laughs> flick. You know what I mean? But I just wanted to tell the story. You know what I mean? And um, it had nothing to do with like you know political issues. You know, nothing that's like that. Dope, that's dope. Now, my favorite scene, like I to this day, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it with my wife. Like you had the scene in where like uh, you had razor lips, which that's somebody whoever's wa- going to watch learn who she is. And the the other, I can't remember her name. Uh, she had like the purple hair. Oh, Melissa, the, yeah. the character Melissa. Yeah. So you had her, you had on each side, one on the right, one on the left. And, and the girl named Julie in real life, she was in the yeah. middle. Right. Like, I'm not sure if, you, if it was something intentional, but you had like this good and bad, right? Like you, the good angel and the bad angel. And, uh, each one were given their their perspective on how she should handle it. I love that scene. It's like they had two angel and demons right next to her and trying to convince her to do something. Yeah, yeah, that was intentional. Um, she was in the middle of two decisions, you know, and 
um, Razor Lips, um, known as Jasmine. Um, she she represents, you know, that that decision that Jennifer had to take. Either she cut ties with her, never talk with her again. But then Melissa will reinforce just the opposite. Like, you know, well, you got to give her credit. Like she did call you face to face. It's one thing for you to find out from somebody else. But when they call you and want to speak to you personally, like that's something you need to that's a quality you need to consider. So it was intentional. That's why she had to be in the middle. And at the end, it's her decision. Is she going to forgive her and talk to her or is she just going to, you know, cut ties and so forth? And one thing that I guess maybe, you know, people didn't have the time in the Q&A session, but even the shirts they were wearing, their colors represented their characters. Like if you notice, Jennifer had a yellow shirt. Jasmine had red. Melissa had orange. Those colors represent also, you know, their um, characters because there's a there's a, a psychology in film about colors. You know, you can't just make something look blue or or you know in this filter instagram world you can't just throw a filter just because it makes it look cool like there needs to be a reason behind that and even that you know just highlighted the character so for example on melissa the one with the she had hairs like purple mixed with Mm -hmm. like black and something else she had an orange um outfit on in films orange is represented with empathy friendliness being social um, that's exactly what she was doing. She was being empathetic, you know, both towards Jennifer and Julie, because it's like on one hand, she recognizes Julie's like good quality to go and, you know, confess to her what she did. And at the same time, she also understands Jennifer's pain. But, you know, this is just part of life, you know, whereas Jasmine is fiery. That's the red. The red shirt represents that anger, that fiery, that outburst. The rage. Rage. So it's just like because she also had an experience. She also understands her. I don't, you know, I'm not going to say the lines of people. <laughs> but, you know, she mentioned to her, like, what happened? You know, Melissa went like, well, I find it hard listening to you, you know, bashing Julie when you did so and so. So it's like she also knows what Jennifer is feeling. That's why she's also talking to her the way she is. So both of these characters are talking to Jennifer, not so much just for the heck of it, but it's like they they know exactly what she's going through. You know, they they experience that. So even when you make a film that, you know, it may look simple or whatever, it has to be like very well crafted. So these things um, could be highlighted and the audience will get it. Definitely. I, w- I would definitely recommend, like, I don't know when you were going to high school, they had like health class, like, in, yeah. and like in psychology and, and when you're taking psychology in, in college, like they, they present to you issues like this. I think your, your, your movie, it should be like a great thing that they show as proof that in life you have two decisions and you have two types of people that are going to give you good ideas and give you bad ideas. And you'll be the ultimate person and, and choose what you know, fits for you. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And again, you know, I wanted to make it, I wanted to tell, especially like that scene, like, um, you know, she was going to hang out with the girls. Um, and I want also to like, you know, because that happens in real life. Okay. She had plans to meet them, but she wasn't expecting Julie to call her. So while she met them, you know, she told them about the topic and then when we cut to that scene it was just we're already seeing like what's going on there mm-hmm. you know so I, so I also wanted to make it um tell it um 
just in real the way it will happen in real life again we come back to that realism you know you have it has to look real and um i'm gonna keep exploring these characters like my plan with this in this neighborhood or neighborverse um i want to explore like more of these characters you're gonna see more of these character you know in this story you just saw julie in the next story you might see more about jasmine and her issues you know what i mean so it's just it's just how life is how i how i see it how i experience it when i walk sometimes i'm walking sometimes i'm sitting in front of my house you know smoking and my pipe and whatever and i would just hear someone arguing walking on the phone like arguing hard and then my and then my creative mind just starts working like you see what just happened like something like i just saw that moment when she happens to pass by i didn't see what happened previously i don't know what happens next yeah so it you know me I don't know, like my mind, like I'll see something and I'll just see a scene right away. Like, I don't know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah, no, I totally get it. You know, it's that great saying that when uh, people say, like, write what you know. Exactly. You, know, you don't need to, you know, create this whole sci-fi, you know, world. Just write what you know and you'll be good at it. Exactly. Yep. Like, are you a fan by any chance? Like, are you trying to, like, do, like, I don't know if you know Kevin Smith. Like his early projects, like each one of them coincides with one another. It tells a whole story. Is that kind of your style, what you're trying to do in the near future? Um, well, with this one, um, yeah, with this one, with this particular um, neighborhood saga or anthology, however you want to call it, I want to continue to explore these characters. I, ha- I'm, I am working like on other stories that have nothing to do um, with this, but I want to. I want to build on it, you know, because again, in, in the neighborhood, you, there's so many stories. Exactly. There's so many things. And sometimes we just, we don't even see like the surface. We just see like what's in front of us and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, so that's why I like, you are going to continue seeing more of Mike. You are going to like all the characters you saw in Julie confession, they will continue to make more appearances. Um, I wouldn't call it, though, like a season because I'm not telling one long story in different episodes. You're just seeing like different angles of what goes on, like in, in this um, neighborhood. And Mike, you know, he's the one telling it. Yeah, that's dope. So now you, you've written and directed your own your own projects, but you also have directed other projects. Yeah, um, I have directed um, so far um, with Zay. Um, because again, when I moved out here to Philly, I, I didn't know anybody, you know, so I'm basic, I'm still new, yeah. even though I know, you know, the process that that's involved in making films, but so far I've just directed, um, why do you love me? Um, I don't know if you've seen that. That was when I first worked with Zay mm-hmm. and I did that straight cast. And then I did, um, Julie's confession, you know? And so this far, right, which one for you, which one has been more easier writing and directing your own projects or, you know, now directing somebody else's project and trying to envision what they envision when, when, you know, so their story could come to life. It's to me, you know, to me, since you asked me that question, to me, it's always going to be much easier to tell my stories because I'm like when I write, 
I'm only I'm already writing what I already see in my head. So that's already easier for me. So when I write something and because I also do, you know, I, I, I actually filmed the movie, too. I do the cinematography. I do the editing. Um, I make my own music. So because I'm able to do all these things, it's always just going to be easier. Like, for example, I don't know if you remember, like, the scene where Julie and, and Carlos, like, you know, they were in that car or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I filmed that joint in less than three hours, and it was edited that same day. But that's because I already knew what I wanted. So it's always going to be easier for me to, like, when it's my project. When it's somebody else's, um, I have to read it. And I really have to like see it. Like once I begin to see it, then I can know what angles to use, um, what location that fits that scene. Like that's another thing. You can't just shoot any scene in any location. The scene has to match the setting. So when I read someone else's work, like, you know, I really have to take my time and like visualize, you know, and sometimes I will ask the person like, okay, what is it? what are you trying to say? Like, what are you trying to tell with this scene and so forth? So I can just understand like what they're saying. And then I can like, okay, I need to get it because, you know, I didn't, I didn't write it. I wasn't there when it was, when it yeah, was, yeah. when it was started. So I wasn't seeing it. No, I totally get it. it. It's, it's getting into that, that mindset of the other person and trying to, to, you know, just understand what he's envisioning to, to bring it to life. Right. Right. Yeah, because that's the thing with directing. It's it's a, it's not as simple as it may look. You know, um, if you see a movie and you like it, then the person did his or her job. If you see a movie and you were like, yeah, I didn't like this scene. Like, it felt weird. The acting felt funny. Then the director didn't do his or her job. So it, it's a lot. Like, it, it, it's not just directing, like, you know, telling people what you want it's it's a lot that's involved with it and i'm i'm like i guess you would call me a, a perfectionist i like to do things like as professional as i can which, that's just that's just yeah, my approach which is it's not bad it's, it's no you have to you have to be you know you have to be able to what you're saying and when you envision bring it to life and each detail doesn't matter how small it is matters Right. And it's it's up to the actor if they can take criticism, if they can follow directions, you know, it's that's how I know what type of caliber they are. Exactly. You know, so it's like you said, everybody has to do their part. Mm-hmm. So yes. when you yeah, so when you when you started this journey, like at what age did you, you know, you told yourself, Hey, I I this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Oh man, uh, we gotta go back to two thousand I believe 2004 way way back way back because it th- you know the thing is um i do a lot of things it's just i do it you know from for my projects um in 2004 i started to study acting because that's what i thought i wanted to do because that's what you see normally when you see a movie you don't see the director you don't see the the cinematographer you don't see the produ- the producer all you see is the actor so immediately you just be like you know I want to try out acting so I started studying acting I started you know studying theater then time went by you know things happen life happens you know um 
you know, a lot of personal stuff. Um, I never even went to college. That's something most people don't. Um, I guess they they find it weird. Like, how you know all these things and you never even went to college? I'm like, well, self-education. You know what I mean? Like, I, I read a lot for myself. I didn't even finish high school. I dropped out <laughs> of high school. So it's like a lot of things happen. I just put all that on standby. Um, I always liked music. I started producing music when I was like, I believe it was like 13 on FO Studio when FO Studio was like on version seven or six. It's like in version 21 now. And I always used to do music, used to make like hip hop beats and stuff like that. And basically, as time went by, when I became an adult, I started living on my own. I started work and had my own money. You know, I bought a camera. And I just started shooting, you know, nature. Like, I thought I wanted to be a photographer then. So I did a lot of photography. Never was in my mind to, like, you know, film or do some, like, you know, video work. So then I started learning how to edit. And once I learned a little bit about editing, that's, like, that's another thing that took me, like, a good four years to, like, to get where I'm at. Then I began to develop this confidence that, okay, now I can actually shoot something and make it look the way that I want. Cause when I was, when I didn't know any of these things, um, I would see a movie and I used to think that's exactly how I used to come out the camera. And it's not, there's a lot that goes into it. So one thing basically led to another, the last thing I thought about becoming was a director. That was like, not, I never did that ever cross my mind. And Basically, once I knew that I can like do all these things, you know, write, compose music, um, edit, do the cinema, do cinematography. Like I studied, I took these things seriously. Like I would do something and I would show people just to, you know, like, hey, look at this video I did. And people would be like, yo, you did that? Like, that's actually kind of good. Like you, you really need to probably, you know, take a little bit more serious. But to me, it was something I did really quick. So when you do something really quick, you kind of think like, fast, they probably just being nice. But then more people kept having that reaction. And I remember I took a, a picture one day of a bug and I showed it to somebody and be like, nah, man, that ain't you. You took that joint off Google. Like, why are you lying? I'm like, bro, I'm not lying. Like, why can't you think like someone like me can make an image look like that? Why do you think it, it only, you know what I mean? So then I began to realize like, maybe... I, I can do this. You know what I mean? And once I felt confident enough to, you know, go out in the unknown, um, when I did, for example, like that short film, Why Do You Love Me, which was my first time directing people, and then I saw the final result, I'm like, well, I can actually do this. Like, okay, I can really you know see something film it edit it and put it on the screen and then julie's confession was my other i guess trial because this one was longer than why do you love me the movie is 45 minutes it was going to be longer than that but i had to cut some parts that weren't like didn't fit in the story no more that's another thing i learned you know my first time like in a big project once i was able to see the finished product that's when I realized, like, oh, snap, I can really do this. You know, so I can't really, like, say 
when this happened, that's when I knew I wanted to do it. it, it it's just like one thing kept leading yeah, to another. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing, it's a, it's an amazing, it's a beautiful journey because all these things you just tried out and little by little came, you know, one step after another and you're here now. Yeah. Like it's a, it's amazing. Like after the premiere, after, you know, Julie confession now on prime, go check it out. Uh, came out. Have you had the time to sit back and realize how far you've come? Yes. I was just, um, the other day, I think it was like last week. Um, because when you're in the, when you're in the process, you, you're still like, you're still like in that, in that level where you're like, I don't know how this it's is like in disbelief. Out. Yeah. Like, you know, cause the thing is like, you're always, um, I spoke about this, um, like you have to be the first one to believe in yourself. Like no one is 100%. obligated, like no 100%. one is obligated to believe in you. And I understood that, like in my family, no one, like people used to laugh at me. And then I realized like, they're not obligated. You know what I mean? Like, I don't owe them anything. Like I have to be the first one to believe in me, but you have to like overcome a lot of doubts and you're your first worst enemy. So it's like I, something in my head, like, or something inside me, like, you know, you really think you want to do this? You really think like it's a lot. But then another part of me is like, like, yo, you know, you can't stay still. Like, you know, if you don't do this, you know, you're not going to be still with yourself. You know, you're not going to be like, you're not going to be okay with yourself, you know? So even when I was editing Julie's confession, once it was like filmed, I like, okay, I, I filmed it. It's done but it's still not fully like done. You know, I still have to finish the editing. And even when I was editing, I'm like, yo, this is overwhelming. Like, does this look good enough? Like, does it sound good enough? You know what I mean? So, and I had to learn all these things because, you know, I'm not rich. I can't be like affording, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the uh, sound mixer. You have to make it work with what you have. That's the number one rule of being an entrepreneur and starting everything. You have to make it work. Yeah. Right. So, so, you know, like I own all my equipments, like I, I educated on what needs to be done. But still, you're like, is it good enough? Then, you know, when you finish your first draft and you see the whole film from beginning to end, you're like, OK, I'm still not convinced. I'm still convinced there's something missing. But then. After it was all done and then in the premiere, like I was super nervous, like Matt how are these people going to take this movie? Yes. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I was nervous. You know what I mean? Like I'm not nervous to speak in front of people. Like I've spoken in front of people before. Like I had, like I can speak in front of a lot of people. That's no problem. But to like, to see what, you know, the reaction. And when I first heard like the first laugh of everybody and then the second laugh, I'm like, Oh, Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I was not expecting them to laugh at that part. That wasn't that wasn't made to laugh, but somehow they found it funny. Then when I submitted it to Amazon and I also submitted it to other platforms, which I'm still waiting for them to respond. And then now seeing it on Amazon Prime, like that it's out there and, you know, it's already getting views. You know, people are renting it. It's like. Man, you know, like obviously it's a. I couldn't do it without the actors. Like I couldn't do it without Zay introducing me to people, but it's like, you know, I don't, I don't like to brag about my things. Cause that's not my nature, but it's like, 
you know, I directed it, I wrote it, produced it, did the cinematography, the editing, the sound. Like I did the work of like a crew. Like there was an actual guy in there. His name is a uh, uh, George, George Winchell, I think. He's a he's an actual um DP, uh, uh, director of photography, and he he makes commercial. He makes that's his living. And he went up to me and he said, "Listen, dude." I thought you had a crew like that was that was really good work. Like, I actually thought you had a crew like I didn't think you were like a one man person, you know. But again, that all came down to necessity. I'm not rich, but at the same time, there's so much information available to us. There's so much resources available to us. And we go back to what I said earlier. It's very easy to just purchase a camera, film something, do a little bit of add a little filter and then just put it out there. It's so easy, but people don't take the time to produce something, you know what I mean, like worth people's time. Like I didn't want to put something out there that looks cheap. You know what I mean? I didn't want that. And I'm like, yo, what am I? So before also, like when I was when I was learning to edit and I was like, what am I doing wrong that my videos don't look like this? So I would reference and the same thing with music. Like, why doesn't my music sound like this? And I would just read, read read you know what i mean so it's things people don't see you know people just see you do this and be like oh damn this that's good that guy yeah self-education you know even though like you know as the the software these equipment keep evolving you always have to do your due diligence and educate yourself because things technology keeps on evolving it does and like if it would have been for technology i wouldn't be able to do this like if it was 2006 for Judy's confession to be done at that time, you know how much money would have to be like, because yeah. cameras cameras in 2006, especially digital cameras, like I don't even think Hollywood was shooting digital at the time. And the only digital cameras that were available to us were like these little like Sony camcorders yes, that look like crap. Yes, yes, yes. You know, but <laughs> now cameras have gotten so good that some people have gotten lazy that they don't want to like, like for example have you ever seen blade runner 2049 yeah the uh, okay. the, the newer version that came out yeah with, the newer uh, version ryan gosling yes yes so the cinematographer who shot that his name is roger deakins he's he's one of my favorite if not my favorite um he also shot um sicario the first part with um i don't know if you've seen that one with uh, um uh, the total yeah, Sir Toro and Josh uh, Thanos, the guy who played yeah. Thanos. Yeah, him. He shot those movies. Um, he's he's British. He shoots on digital, like he no longer shoots on film. And I like to listen more to like when I listen to a director or a cinematographer. I'm not interested in their craft because everybody has their own way. Like I I have my own way of working. They have theirs. So there isn't like a right or wrong. What I'm interested in is their philosophy of work. And the thing with Roger Deakins is he says, like, even though digital has a lot of latitude, meaning it gives you a lot of space, he still works like he used to back in the film days. He said, he said, I haven't changed. I still get things done right in camera. I still like set all my lights the way they should. The only difference is I'm shooting digital. It's available. And I see in most filmmakers today, um filmmakers even a term i don't like even for myself but you know that's another topic but i see that people don't take the time like they expect the camera to do the work for them they go in this editing software and they just tweak a little bit of buttons and they think oh they got a a a hit no it's a lot that goes involved with that 
You know what I mean? So I, I'm mm -hmm. glad that I took the time to study and read because that's what makes my work like, like efficient. Like I shot Julie's confession. I filmed it, edited it and put it out there like in two months and mm -hmm. like a week. You know what I mean? Like and people, you, and, and there's some movies like uh, there's these movies that go straight to DVDs, mm -hmm. like and they don't look as near as near as good as as Jewish Confession, and they take more long to to produce. Well, again, you know, it all depends who's behind it. You know, the the mm -hmm. the, the thing with me is I'm able to direct, write, produce do the filming, do the editing, you know, but I don't, that's me though. I don't expect everyone to, you know, be like that, but I real, I noticed like, look, I'm, you only have one chance to do things good. And I'm like, I have to do this right. That's why I would like, like when I was editing, like I was stressed a little bit because mm -hmm. I know like this needs to look good. You know what I mean? And so Oh, great. There's a cat out here. <laughs> I don't know if you hear it, but I hear it. She wants to come in on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, I'll give them food, but um, you, you want to take your time to do things good. It, it like, don't be lazy because it will show. And the thing is like, people just want to, people just want to like, just put content out there and that's it. I'm not interested so much in that. Like if I'm going to, I'm working on something else and um. Hold on, let me just close this window. My back, because this cat is like it's throwing me off real quick. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was throwing me off. My bad, ladies and gentlemen. But you hey, can. stray cats too might come soon. <laughs> but um, I'm not like when I'm working on my next project, like I'm taking my time. Like, even when I'm gonna shoot in certain locations, I look like, okay, where am I gonna put the light at? Where am I gonna do this? Like in the end, it shows if you did your work or not. That's why that person who came up to me in the premiere, again, his name is, I think, George Winchell, if I'm not mistaken. And he's legit. I saw his work. He came up to me. And this is someone who knows about, you know, cameras, lenses. And he told me, like, you know, not to brag, but these were his own words. He was like, you know, that's like the best work I've seen out of Philadelphia independent work. And I'm not trying to like, you know, I'm not bragging. This is something that he said. But again, because it shows that you did your work. You know what I mean? Like if you do something sloppy, it's going to show, you know, so I made sure like the editing, the sound, even the music had to match. And again, that's another thing, like I'm able to compose my own music. So when I was like doing, looking at the park scene and I did the music specifically for that, is because, you know, like I see like even the music has to match. You can't just throw like any music. See, that's the thing is a lot of thing that goes into making movies. And that's why it's hard. That's why it's hard, because some people ha think it's just, you know, record, throw any sound on it and that's it. And, you know, this Instagram society where everything is just quick, you know, it's like people want everything quick and <laughs> in the movie. But that's the time we're living, man. They, they yeah. you know, they want they expect you to mass produce and such little time. You know, that's why, like, you go like like in Puerto Rico right? in Puerto Rico, you go there. The, the days last long. You go to Florida, the same thing. But here, like you go to New York, it's it's 24 seven, 24 seven. So, so many people with depression and obesity they are not living life. Yeah, they're yeah. not living as they want it to, you know, so the this uh social media era has 
definitely affect us in a way that you know we're questioning ourselves is it for good or is it for bad right you know and yeah. and just say you know you uh putting a reel on like and putting a filter and some music it's not it's it's not really editing it's just you know it's not if you look at for example music like in 2002 like even music videos even though you know cameras at that time were in like 4k or none of that stuff yeah but even if you look like a, a, a music video, an R&B music video, like in 2002, you can tell like the difference in, in quality. And by quality, I mean, like you can tell like, man, it was so well crafted. It was so well done, yeah, man, especially like when you had like an R&B video when you have them grabbing the air, man, I got to bring that back. Don't have yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, have so, that no more in the videos. So like, yeah. And, and, and that, that basically applies even to everything because it's a lot of resources now available, um, you know, to individuals, to people like us, you know, you have your podcast, you know, it's a lot of stuff, but some people don't like, even though these things are available, like you have to take the time to do things right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's and that's how I approach making movies, you know, even though I have my equipment, even though I have um, a lot of things available to me to make a movie happen, like it still needs to be told in a very good way. It still needs to be like from beginning to end, every shot, every frame, every scene, both visually, acting wise, directing wise cinematography wise has to match with the story like you don't want to lose the audience and i have all of that in my mind that's why i would stress myself a little bit because i'm like this needs to look a certain way and and i'm not getting it and you know but that's good that i'm this way because i don't i don't just be like eh, just leave it like that no because then you apply that mentality to everything else in life you have a relationship mm-hmm oh whatever you know and then you know you wonder why you're single because you suck at relationships you know so it's like everything you do transfer to other things in life facts facts did you uh filming this film did you have to was there a lot of like retakes that like you find uh we gotta reshoot this we gotta reshoot that uh no actually it was all like a small transition yeah every because i knew what i wanted to get Again, that's the thing with like with directing and like that's the benefit I have since I'm the director, the cinematographer, the editor, like and, you know, I I own this film. So I have a lot of control, you know, mm. like no one has to tell me what I can and can't do. Mm. You know what I mean? But even though I have all this control and everything, I know what I want. Like, I'm not going to waste the actor's time like Jacides, for example the one who plays julie she lives in redden and she would have mm. to drive here to philly so that's an hour and 30 minute drive um yeah and um julie peralta you know she lives in jersey i think she's like 45 minutes away but still they have to drive you know what i mean so i don't want to waste people's time so i always knew how i wanted the scene to look what i want like how i wanted the actors to act and thank God, you know, they all trusted my direction. They all, you know, like listen to what I said. And, and it was just smooth. It was just like, for example, the, the scene with me and, and, and Jasidi, the mic scene, we literally did only two takes. And that's because um, the, the alley was so tight 
and we were using natural light, I had to use two cameras simultaneously to get like different angles. But I couldn't put like both cameras, like one camera recorded me and then at her at the same time. I had to put two cameras facing her and then we would have to reshoot the whole entire scene from my side from beginning to end. And we only did that like two times. So basically we did her side one time and we did my side one time and that was it. You know, but I always knew what I wanted. Like sometimes I would tell her like, OK, you got to say that line a little bit more aggressive. You need to sound a little bit mean. You're not sounding mean and so forth. And she trusted me. You know, I didn't have no trouble with like, you know, uh, what they call it, like prima donna divas. None of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't. Talk well, as it. you get bigger, as you get bigger, because your talent is 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 going to be soon noticeable. Right. So as you get bigger, you know. Uh, you're gonna have <laughs> to deal with these, all these prima donna uh, from the union. I don't take no shit types of actors. So, well, you know, you know it's it, it... <laughs> like, look, I, I consider myself very fun to work with. I'm not, you know, I'm not. Uh, I, I don't consider myself mean, but when I'm working, I'm serious, mm-hmm. and I expect you to bring, you know, um, that seriousness. And if I ever have to put you to the side, that's one thing. But if I have to, like, correct you in person, you really have to, like, you know, push me, you know. So that's one thing, like, I, I let people know, um, you know, if you're going to work with me, you know, you got to show up. And thank God, you know, the people that I work with, they showed up on time, prepared. They knew what they were going to do. And people like this, you want to continue working with them. Now, if I ever work with somebody that I, they don't show up on time, you know, I'm sorry. You know, you're just out. Like I heard you say that, um, I think with the episode you did with Zay, where you said you had, um, <laughs> you said you had hired some people and they took like eight months. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were like, you know, you gave them the opportunity and it's like, yo, that's unacceptable. Like to yeah. me, like to me, Thanks. you know what I mean? Like that's like, that's what, that's another thing. Like why I do like my own cinematography, edit and sound. I own my equipment. I don't got time to be waiting on people that's like procrastinating. Like, like you're not busy if like if you're not busy or if you don't have a lot going on like why are you taking like all this time like to edit or to do like why don't you just like what's taking you so long you know what i mean that's me that's my way of working that's just me though Mm -hmm. you know but all i'm saying is like if you want to do movies Mm -hmm. and you want to call yourself a i don't know an actor or director but you don't have a sense of urgency i don't think you're in the right uh industry no absolutely 100% 100% I agree and and that situation itself like you heard in an episode (laughs) because like uh, I've always wanted to do film and write and all that it's like it's it's like I would say like it's finding the right people but then you know once you like me I'm person like you I'll go out and learn myself learn myself and then I show, you know, like example, the podcast, I've slowly start creating myself. And once I, I do it myself, I don't need you no more. Yeah. You know, and when they, you know, usually when every time things are kicking off and you're, you're, you're getting some buzz or you're putting content out, everybody wants to work with you. But when you needed them, you know, it's like, uh, it's like pulling teeth, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. you know, everybody goes through shit in life, but you know, how bad do you want it? that's yeah that's the thing that, that's what i'm saying like that's why i said like it's a procrastinating society like everyone everyone like i really believe like like social media has its good things you know mm-hmm. like we you discover people 
that have like same interests as you who want to work. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't have met Zay through that. I wouldn't have met you. Yes, so yes. there are some, you know, good things, but more than good, um, we as people have let it ruin us because well, wasn't it like two days ago everything crashed uh, yeah yeah like, like it was like six hours down and people were going crazy dude, i like, didn't i had no idea it went down the only reason i knew something was wrong is because like me and my wife i use whatsapp i don't i don't use regular text no more okay right that's so right. that's where that's where we send messages so I, I i my son is autistic so i said i i every monday tuesday i'm taking him to therapy Okay. So I'm texting her, you know, I'm always updating the progress and the videos. And I see the video and the message. I said, it's like an hour long. It's like, what's going on? But, you know, and, and I come home and I like, I forget. And then later on, I see everybody posting. Everything was down. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's sad. Like that showed like Mark Zuckerberg controls most people's lives more than they do themselves. And Absolutely. that's sad, you know, so because we live like in this society and and it's good if you if you have self-control again self-control is a key here mm -hmm. but most people don't have self-control and they especially like women like just to give you an example like women are used to instant gratification they will post a picture on social media whether it be facebook or instagram showing their ass off and a bunch of better males just start commenting them hit them likes oh you look so sexy that's instant gratification. They like that. They get addicted. That's just like any other drug. Mm -hmm. In terms of making movies, movies don't happen like that. You don't do a movie in a day and then just post it the next day. It takes time. So people are getting so used to this instant gratification. Yeah, they want like that. They right. That they no longer see. Like, listen, there are things in life, even like raising a child, that doesn't happen from night to day. That takes time to build things take like there are things that take time to build and you cannot expect it for it to be done in a day in a week in a month even in a year but the most important thing is that you develop the habit that you have patience that you know how to build something up you know what i mean like like i just you know I, okay julie's confession but for me to do that film like it took years of me learning something i was like in the background learning something while I was having a full-time job. Like I was doing things. I was educating myself, things people don't see. You're practicing now, your craft. Right. Now you just see the result, but it's not like I just, the other day I decided, Hey, I want to make movies cause I'm bored. And, and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, this creative. No, yeah, it, but it, that's something weird. like it's, it's something that like, it's something that like you said, just now the instant gratification, they want that. They, they want to yeah. make a hundred thousand, in a day, you know, they want to drive in a fucking Bugatti or Lamborghini. That's that vibe. How, you know, young people say, because once you're dirty, they consider you old. Right. So that's that vibe they're giving. They don't, you know, like example, the podcast once again, you know, how many people I've tried to get on here before I started to get down and listen what I'm trying to do. This mm -hmm. all started for me. Just, I just want like the pandemic hit and I just want to help people talk about their business and their story. Where there's a bodega, which is a fucking a pincho car or a hot dog car, that's all it was about. Right. Come here, and that's what's up. Talk about whatever. Just try to get you out there, right? That has become something more. I'm grateful, but it was organic, you know. Right, right. People don't want that. People, you know, my my daughter. I have a 
my stepdaughter, but she's my daughter. She's 22 years old, right? I'm so proud of her because she thought life was like that, right? She thought mm -hmm. that she was going to be young and pretty forever, you know, once you get older, right? She thought everything's going to be catered to her. And that was going to be life. Now she has to work at eight, uh, nine to five. She had to buy herself a car. She's doing all these awesome things. So it, it took her time to see that everything you want in life that matters is not going to happen overnight. You have to work slowly towards it. Small yeah. goals can lead you a drastic way to, to an amazing outcome to something. Right. Yeah. And here now it's not like that. And that's something like, like, I, I don't know if it's because like, whether like I, I it's, they call it an immigrant mentality. Right. So you grew up in somebody in some other place, right. With different values and, and things are important. You come here and you, you work your ass off. Right. People here don't see, see everything that is happening. It's, it's like sensitive or disadvantaged but you, you're not using your resources. So every time somebody else or some, somebody, some other country comes here, take advantage in a year or two, they have their own business. Mm -hmm. They're profiting like crazy. And yeah. you're here crying that they're taking those resources away from you, but you're not capitalizing on that. Yeah, I've seen that. You know? So, you know, it's just picking back what you said. No, definitely. I've see, I seen that a lot. That's why, like, if you notice, like, most of the, like, like my dad, for example, you know, when he came from the Dominican Republic in the 80s, you know, he came up, Yeah, you know. <laughs> my dad came, my, my dad came from the Dominican Republic, and he, that's a kingpin in himself. Let's just move on from that. <laughs> I was going to save some shit, but I'm not going to say no shit. Yo, but, but the point is, like, you know, they came with the mentality that they wanted to strive. Yes. You know what I yes. mean, whereas, like, the people who are born and raised here, whether you're, you're Caucasian or Hispanic, like, I know people who are Hispanic who are born and raised here, and they live just like that. Like, they don't take advantage of the resources because I guess they have it easy. They have, like, an easy upbringing, so they just mm -hmm. get used to the abundance, yeah. you know? But, like, when you come from, like, the Dominican Republic, or other countries, whatever, and you, you don't have all of that, but you're hungry. When you come out here, it's like, man, this is like a buffet of opportunities. You know what I mean? So it's like, same thing with like, you know, with movie making, podcasts, whatever. It's a lot of resources, man, like that weren't there before. But at the end of the day, it's about you as a person, as a creative person. Like, what are you doing that's going to set you apart from everybody else? You know what I mean? Because, you know, I use my cameras. I use my lenses. I use my lights. Anybody can buy them. They mm -hmm. become affordable. You know, I don't have cheap gear because I, I want good quality, but like you can get your hands on very good equipment, but it's how good you are. Mm -hmm. You know, the camera's not going to like, it's like I showed uh, the the film to my, um, my brother's brother, you know, cause they're brothers by father, but me and my brother were brothers by mother. And he saw the movie, and the first thing he said was like in Spanish, it was like, Mierda, man, esa cámara grabó <laughs> But, you know, deep inside, I'm not going to be like, bro, it's not the camera, you know, because yeah. they don't know about this, you know. Some arguments you're not going to put yourself through. <laughs> right, you know, but, you know, even though he may not understand it's not the camera, but he's acknowledging that what he is seeing is damn good work, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes. 
So it's just like, man, look, you don't want to be lazy. And it and Zay always tell me, like, you never know who's watching. And it's true. Yes. You yeah. never know who's watching, <laughs> but you better make sure that what they're watching is something worthwhile. It's not something that people like I, I'm I'm very well aware, like the audience is very unforgiving. OK, yes. that's just that's just the nature of it. And it's OK. They're you know, where they're like they're paying to see your movie. But, you know, what? I got to I, I got to. I got to say, you know, and I may, may get some backlash, but yet again, I really don't give a fuck. Like the audience nowadays are, are, are fucking lazy. Everything oh, yeah, is CGI. Too. Everything is CGI. Like, too. There was this great argument with uh, Martin, uh, Martin Scorsese and, and Robert Downey Jr. I think that uh, the Marvel, the, all these comic books is not cinema. It's, it's not. And he, and he broke it down and why. And he's not wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying these not amazing movies because they are. No, they're they're great. Like they're great family movies and everything. But it's not cinema. And and if you look at what Scorsese was good in that is basically what I you know, the thing I learned. Cinema is supposed to portray real life. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the Hulk doesn't exist in real life. Batman doesn't exist in real life. Superman doesn't exist. Even though they're good movies and they're hits and they're blockbusters, the producers make a lot of money. They're you fictional know, but, characters. Right. You like you may like it, you know, but you can't really go home and be like, yo, I identify myself with Batman. You know what I mean? Like, no, there's no detective in the world that flies with a cape looking like a bat. That doesn't happen. Like the got money like that. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so that's what was that's what Scorsese was saying. He wasn't hating on them. You know, no, what I mean? no. like like Scorsese is Martin Scorsese. Like that yeah. guy has a name. He's respected. Yeah, so he's not hating. But like then I've again, heard some people say. But then again, you live in a society that you can't say shit. You can't express your value opinion because everybody's feelings matter. Uh, and sometimes it's not about feelings. It's about what's what's in, what's the, the factual information that's in front of you exactly you like know it, 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 i don't i i like again we go back to the social media like i'm convinced that social media has played a big role in making people so damn sensitive like yeah, I'm, man, con I, I'm convinced because i remember like when in 2002 like when all we had was just like playstation 2s and you know the tvs were still square like Bro, we used to joke about stuff that you can't even joke about now. And mm -hmm. we all knew it was jokes, man. Like, it wasn't serious. It was just jokes. It was just locker room talk, whatever. Now, you know, like, it's just crazy. You know, like, why, how? And then, you know, like, not to offend anybody, but, like, look, we're men. Like, you and I, like, we're men, right? That's who yes. we are. And, like, men are supposed to be men. We're supposed to be fucking tough. We're not supposed to be pussies. Women women don't like that. Facts. Children don't like that. Like, a woman, a children does not feel safe around a pussy man. They don't. They facts. like a man that's tough, masculine. But now, if you're masculine, if you're tough, if you're rugged, Oh, you're you're some somehow you're labeled as toxic masculinity. Like you're, yeah, you're like, come on. You're sexist. Yeah, like no, yeah. man. Like that's that's just BS. No, it's just, you know, but I really don't care about that. You know, it, it is what it is because at the end of the day, you can't please everybody. You Max, know what I mean? Yes. And it's like, look, look at life, for example. Life life doesn't please anybody. Life is hard. You know, like you know, when you play a video game, like I was playing Doom the other day of Doom Eternal. 
and they have like different modes like easy normal hard like back in the very day hard right life is always on very hard life is never on easy normal life is always on very hard mode and life is just raw so it's like like look man like you the the things they 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 teach you in school they're not really going to prepare you for the real world like in the real world you're going to face rejection like people are not going to believe what you believe and like you have to be ready for all this stuff like I'm like, I have beliefs that I'm sure some people will disagree with. And that's okay. I don't expect them to agree with me. But at the same time, I'm not going to kill you. Or I'm not going to point a gun at you because we, 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 we don't believe the same thing, you know. And then as a, as a person who makes movie, like my job is just to portray in the big screen, like things that happen in the real world. And sometimes those things may not be easy to watch, but you have to watch them because, yo, this stuff happens. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's crazy. Like it's the times we live in are like interesting. It's, it's so much. It's like a big. Um, I don't know if you know what a Sancocho is. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, how, you know, Sancocho is yeah, like a yeah. mixture of a lot of stuff. And that's just that's just basically what's like where we're at it's like a mixture of a whole bunch of stuff man it's like you know but it, it's it's crazy though man, but. today today's um today's like generation we are living like everything's a filter you know everything's a it filter. Is. like I, I i don't know if you ever remember uh one time when uh paris got under attack and CNN decided to have Charlie Sheen on and make his uh, announcement. He had AIDS more important yeah. than uh, our country getting bombed. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's a it's a filter. You know, you it, it's up to you to see what you want to see. Exactly. You know, at the end of it, you have to accept one. You're going to, you know, accept, you know, the world for it is or you're going to continue living with this fucking filter, you know, that constantly being updated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, look. That's why I said, like, you just have to be real and just. Look, man, I I could talk a lot of because it's a, like the conversation is, is getting interesting. And but that's why I, I'm a fan of like ancient literature, old movies like it was just, it, there was there was so much richness and talent and in, in, in the things that were before us. You know what I mean? So it's like. Nowadays, is is everything is just like I don't know, man. People are so like, but that's that's right, that's right there. What you mentioned, that's the, that's the cheat code. Time always repeats itself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no such things as me able to see the fucking future. Time always repeats itself, just in different style. Like, I, like you know, not too long ago, the '90s retro clothes and all that shit was coming out. Time mm-hmm. always re- repeats itself. So you look at time. You you learn through people mistakes and failures to help you progress in what you need to do. But you you also could go back and learn. You know, mm-hmm. like when you know when I when I need to you know you know I'm a very like uh, I'm a very passionate person, right? Let's just leave it at that. So I don't I don't go to listen to today's hip hop and you know to try to get my emotions out. It's not. You know, some songs in the past um, may help me, but now, you know, 
go listen to like fucking Johnny Cash, you know, uh, that song cut, uh, I'm gonna cut you down, which is has everything, you know, that I need to fuel me. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I'll listen to fucking uh, that song. Beautiful. Right. Example. But help me to 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 flow with my emotions and understand myself better to portray myself uh, in a better way to my wife and my son, you know, right. so the the past has a lot of wise things that you can learn as a person that can help you flow within the future. Of Sometimes course. what we have in the present is just, you know, traffic of different types of shit like music is not music anymore. So, you know, who's good because it's so much, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, man. That's why that's why, like, um, one of the person asked me in the Q&A, like, there was a shot in the in the park scene. Um, oh, the, was, the, 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 I know what you're going to say. Yeah. 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 And they asked me, like, was there a meaning to that? And I'm like, of course, there's the meaning to that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't just put anything on the movie just because it looks good. Like, again, everything has to match. And I told them, like, in ancient literature, like, people used to call nature as witness whenever something was going to happen. And me knowing that, you know what I mean? And then matched also the scene, you know, since it was just them two confessing, um, you know, them two in the park while Julie was confessing. So, you know, I wanted to show like nature as a witness. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't just trying to be like fancy or whatever. And we go back again to today's society. Like people want to be fancy, whether it's a music video or like a short film or a feature. Like they just want to. I don't know, like they just like want to make things like like you say, like the talent is just not there like it used to be. You know what I mean? Like back then, it's like I heard um, like back then, for example, like. I remember when I was growing up and I was in elementary, there was no such thing as everyone's a winner. Like there yes. was a, like there was a first place, second place and third place. And your fourth was your ass out or you lost. Yeah. <laughs> so it made people like push themselves harder. Like, OK, yeah. I ain't getting I ain't even get third place. I'm going to go train harder. You know what I mean? So and that it, like competition has a good side of it it's supposed like competition like one it makes you see like what you're capable of like it, it shows you like like competition is a, is, a, is self-revelating like it shows you like if you can work under pressure or not maybe you shouldn't be involved in this maybe you should try something else Dude, but I then again a, a yeah perfect, you know what i mean i have like, a, a perfect example that happened to me last night <laughs> regarding that yeah, oh, yeah, like comp- like competition is good, man. Yeah. But now everybody's a winner. Everybody gets a freaking award. Like, no, man, you're not like. <laughs> yeah, I remember growing up, they used to do like on on it was like November Thanksgiving. They used to like in school. They used to like uh, the uh, the turkey race, right? Like I heard right, that power. Yeah. So it was like uh, the first couple of years when I started doing it was like third place. Yeah, I remember I used to run my ass off. Like my, I was like this, like this, and every year I would get closer and closer. And you know, when I when I, I came uh, when I was a kid, I, I moved back over here. Then I moved back. Then I, I learned like the first ten people get free bowls, free turkeys. What the fuck? Yeah, and I'm here that. like I'm here, <laughs> I'm here training and shit for <laughs> to win. Yeah, and then the the and there's a that applies to everything in life because it's like then 
when these kids grow up and they realize like life isn't as easy, like, like, no, you're not, not everyone is a winner. Like you find out the hard way, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you realize like they feel like they were cheated or somehow they were like, not like they were lied to, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So it's like competition. Like it, it's supposed to like make you go harder, make you go forward, make you like not give up. Yeah. And with that comes confident. You develop confident. Again, we go back to what I said earlier. Like we're men, like men, we're supposed to behave like such. We're supposed to and like, you know how they say in Spanish, like metele el pecho al asunto. Like you're supposed yeah, to, yeah. you're supposed your to like, yeah, you're supposed to be the first one in the battlefield. You're not supposed to be hiding or, or, or let me wait till that guy. No, man. Like that's how men are. Like that's how we were built. And now like that, you know, like manhood is like being like degraded. I don't know. Oh, like, no, we're bad guys. We're, we're, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's crazy. You know what I mean? And then again, we, we talked about history early. Like back then, like, you know, in war, like you had to be a man to go to war because war in ancient history, like even the time of the Romans, ancient Israel, ancient Egypt, it wasn't no guns, bro. It was machete with machete and a shield. Yeah. Like you had to be a man. That, that's yeah. why. I, that's why men back then had like four or five um, wives because it's, you know, I'm not trying to get into like no <laughs> manosphere conversation or anything. But but that's why men back in the days used to have like five wives and them wives were OK with it because they knew they had a damn man. They ain't have a pussy. Yeah. They had a man and they were willing to be with this man. Like, yeah, even though he got, you know, we all live in the same house, you know, polygamy. But that's because they realized, like, apart from the fact that this guy is a provider, this guy's a warrior, man. Like we feel safe around this guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just today. Like, I don't know. Everything today is just like, it's just like crumbling. Like society. It's, it's, all, just, it's all, it's all about feelings. And, yeah, man. You know, it's all like, like, it's all like feelings. Feel like, I mean, bro, don't, don't get me wrong. As a man, we should know. He understand ourselves, uh, uh, understands our feelings. Cause right. at the end, then like, we are hold. I, I tell everybody this. I can't stress it enough. As men, we are hold to a different standard. There's no fucking up. There's no mistakes. There's no I'll try tomorrow. You you get one shot. That one shot is being married, right? Is just speaking out of experience. Just one mistake. That shit could last you fucking five years. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be easy something as fucking throwing the garbage out and you missed it that one night. You know, and that's an example, but. They're never gonna forget it. Every right. it, 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 we have to be in control with our emotions to be to be able to provide our best image that we can. And it's not being fake; it's being realistic. No, definitely, I definitely agree with you on that as well. It, it, it's a lot of things that 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 um that play um in what we're talking about, but it's just like, man, look, like life, like I. I I'm I'm 30 right now, right? I'm gonna be 31 in November 29. And I'm just sometimes I'll be like, damn, like damn, bro, you're a baby. Yeah, I, I may look yeah. old and I'm you no, know, you look like, I'm I'm 32. Shit. You're younger <laughs> than me. <laughs> it's just that you know, I, I read a lot and I educate myself a lot. I love learning. I, I've never come to the conclusion that I know it all because I'm not a no I, I don't know it all. And I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. But um, I was just like sometimes I'd be thinking, like, damn. I remember when I used to watch SpongeBob, when I used to watch 
Bugs Bunny. Like, where did all those years go? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like I'm we're still young. I'm not 30 is not old, bro. Yeah. You know, but all I'm saying is like, yo, like I remember like when they used to play Pokemon cards and I was just a little kid. Now it's like, you know, like you see life for what it is. Like you really have to face it, man. You got to play offense, not defense. You got to be offensive in life, not not offending people. No, you got to like you got the, the, the way you like you have every, to be a go getter. You got to go. You got you right, to keep moving, right. keep uh, pushing forward, you know, progressing. You got to keep doing always that. like every game, no matter what the sport, whether it be basketball, baseball, the, the team that always wins is the team that plays the most offensive. It's not Dude, the team that plays the best defense. I, I, and I have to cut you off, but like to give you a perfect example, like no, I, no, no, I, no, go I, ahead, I, go ahead. I do jujitsu, right? Okay. I, I, last night I was in the class and it got me uh, in, in some arm bar, potentially break my arm. I felt it. I screamed. I was like, fuck. I, I knew what it was. And I fought out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say who, but I, after that, I got in a, converse, a conversation with somebody and said that it was my ego that, let, that you know, didn't let me tap out. And my response is, you know, respectfully, my response was like, fuck that. I'm fighting to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, there's no tapping out. Like, I know I, I pushed my, I, I've pushed myself so far in life. I know what I'm capable of. Yeah. Right. That he got me good. Yeah. That was right there, yeah. But I fucking got out of it, didn't I? Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of people will see you and and have that mentality push forward with ego, and it's not. It's like oh. you're saying right now. It's fucking pushing forward. You have to push forward. Nobody's gonna do it for you. Of course not. You, you know, know like I mean? like you writing that script. Nobody's gonna do it for you. You educating yourself. Nobody's gonna do it for you. You you filming and doing what we've done so far. Nobody's gonna do it for you. Exactly. And again, you know, I, I understand these things and I'm OK with that. And I don't expect like, you know, and, and this is go this goes back again to the beginning of the podcast. Like you have to be the first one to believe in yourself. No one is obligated to believe in you, to believe in me. But. Again, like we like there are so many resources today, like you don't have to wait for handouts, like check this out, right? Like when I decided to to go back, like I, you know, you you spoke about marriage. Like I was married five years. Um, mm. Unfortunately, you know, I divorced, but I have a very great relationship. I feel you, bro. Uh, with my ex wife, you know, we have like, we look like brothers. Like you know, we don't hate each other. Like you know, I I go like sometimes he tell me to go over. You know, we just talk. Nothing happens. You know, it's just you know, things just didn't you know go out the way they were. But after my marriage um, was over and everything and I saw myself alone and, you know, like you had to recover and everything, I decided to like, you know, I, w- I always wanted to act. I always wanted to be involved in making movies. So let, let me, you know, now that I have more time and let me keep my mind busy, let me, you know, reopen this again. And I went to this, um, this casting website. I'm not going to say what, cause I'm not trying to promote it, you know, but it was always like actor needed, actor needed. Now I know how to act. You know, I, I studied it. That was the first thing I studied acting and I would like apply and apply because my mentality was like, let me at least. um, Let me at least do something so I could have like a resume, you know, that I've done, you know, this, this and that. So when I start doing my own things, I may sound I'll I, I look legit. 
I don't know how many applications or how many gigs like I had applied for. Not one responded back to me. And then I understood it. Like, why do you need to go? Like, why do I got to be in line for that? When I could like I own my equipment and that's what I did. And then, and then, you know what I mean? Like, I just started like, OK, I'm going to do things myself, but I'm going to do it right. But since I didn't know anybody, like I went on Facebook, went up like filmmakers group and one thing led to another. Then I met Zay and then Zay introduced me to some of the people he knows and so forth. And then it's like, OK, now people are interested in working with me. You know, I don't. And again, I'm not bragging. I'm not trying. That's not my nature. I hate that. Zay knows that about me. I don't like the like I don't like titles, even though I can do like what I can do. But I don't I don't like the I'm not full of myself. Yeah, yeah. But like now it's people that really like are interested in working with me and the right people. Right. Because, because they, uh, you know, yeah. they saw. And then it's like. You know, I remember when I I needed like um for one character, like I needed. um, I needed a person for a character, which never. I had to kill that character off, you know, due to timing and everything. But I remember I had Jose. Like, you know, if he could write a cast and call on that Facebook group and, you know, to to see if, you know, they're interested or whatever, because I need someone and they need to look a specific way. Yo, it's crazy, bro. Like just for that one role, like so many people sent their resume, their everything. And then I remember like, damn. I remember when I was the one applying for a role and now I'm the one handing out. Now people are applying to be in my stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. that's what like, that's just that's the days we live in. You know, like you don't need to be online anymore, but you have to be good at what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you can't you, you know, people are not going to want to work with someone. It's a lot, man, but yeah, yeah, man. no, it's well, we live in a world, right? So just going back to reiterate what you were saying before, like when we were growing up, you know, we had a to win we had to work for that right now it's it's you know everybody's a winner right but then when once you come of age you start realizing that you now you have people that can make decisions if whether you're good or not good whether you can or you can't so meaning you know they got making decisions that that you can't make so like i tell people all the time instead of leaving my faith in one person's hand let me create my own faith. And that's what you did to your, what, what, what you did right now. You, you were that person uh, applying and never getting anything. Now you're that person who, who bet on yourself. And now you, you're creating this. And now people, something, you know, unfortunately, right? People are now the precision you once were. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's going after it, being persistent right. and saying, fuck it, I'm going to bet on myself. Yeah. And again, that takes guts, man. That's you really like you don't know what's going to happen, you know. But my thing is, like, I'd rather, like, take a step. And if if it didn't work, at least I did it. I'm not going to sit back like, oh, man, I would like I'm 80 years old, man. I wish I had done this. I wish. I, no, I like listen, bro. It, it Like I was about to pull a plug on Julie's confession two times. Like I was about to quit because like. You know, because difficult. Yeah, you know, I'm never I never done this, like being at my first official film that I'm doing it. I'm directing it, producing it, writing it, editing it and everything, you know. And again, 
I wasn't taught this in school. Like you're not taught in school how to be an entrepreneur, how to run your own business, how to run your own thing. You have to learn that like, you have to learn that on yourself and you have, and like, you really have to manage, you got to know how to control like your emotions. Mm-hmm. So it's like, bro, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to take the shot. Like whatever happens, happens. I'm going to go for it. You know what I mean? And thank God, like, you know, the the risk reward factor, like the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, now I'm like, I remember when I used to be married, you know what I mean? And like my ex-wife and I, we used to watch movies on Amazon. Now I have one on Amazon. You know what I mean? I was like, that never crossed my mind. Never. You know Facts, what I mean? Like we, yeah. like we could look, we in 2021, like 2016, I would never still like imagine that I could have a movie playing on Amazon and being Amazon, the platform that it is like, you don't like, you don't know what producer can be watching your stuff. You don't know what studio head can maybe be watching your stuff. And they'd be like, and they might want to do some background information and, Oh, this guy did this. Oh, he did the, he wrote it, he directed it, or he did this. And it's a really good thing. And so forth. So it's like, it's like the definition of insanity. And like one definition of insanity is like doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, you know? don't expect something different if you're not doing anything different like julie's confession would have never happened if i didn't get out my ass if i didn't go out there if i didn't throw myself in the unknown i know who i was gonna meet i know who zay was at first i know then you know who jacidi was the actress that played julie i know who julie peralto like i know none of these people but if i stay home ain't none of this gonna happen you know what i mean you got to like, like you said, like, bro, to get something, you have to work for it. That will never change. No matter how many Instagrams and more social media come out, that will always be a part of life that you cannot hack. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. That's, that's what I promote every fucking day of my life. You got to put <laughs> some work. I put that work in. No yeah, that's all what, what you do. That's why I was laughing when I saw that interview with you and um and Zan. You were like that you told them people, and it was like eight months. And when you said that, I'm like, yo, that's 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 unacceptable. Like, I'm a, I'm gonna give you a, a quick backstory. So I had this idea, right, that I've had for like since 2015, right? Mm-hmm. Like I like I've told you, like I've always tried to write. I have fucking box full of notebooks of writing my crazy shit. But I, 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 and these are three people that I've always known that have potential to be something, right? I mean, they still do. And they always wanted to be writers. So I finally, I'm at a place that I have my own company, my own LLC, whatever. I'm legitimate, right? And I, I you know, when I first started this Zoom thing, uh, this Zoom, that's what, you know, we do the podcast. Right. I invite them one day to, for a meeting. And, you know, I basically told him, listen, this is, uh, I'm not like you guys. I'm not depending on somebody else's paycheck. This is not a nine to five for me. This is actual life. This is what I, this is my bread and brother now. I'm giving you the opportunity to join me and create this script um, for these ideas. Have It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be great. But it has to get done. Exactly. Because you don't, like, I, my mentality is always this. If until you don't do something, you will never know what is perfection. 
if you live by other people's eyes and others people creation you will never do anything you won't because you, you're, you're setting that perfection because that there's that not yours so i told him let's write this script right that are that'll be our all of our baby right so i broke it down i was like three months uh they give two months to develop character uh three months to write uh, a hard draft and the rest remainder will decide if how many rough drafts but from this date which is total eight months it has to be done has right. to be done i'm giving you more than time i'm working with your schedule it's only like fucking one day in a week which is on a sunday for one hour uh of your of their time to write and <laughs> right so i recorded everything i find, I, I know i, I noticed I, f- I found myself getting frustrated and like i'm always taking an initiative and and they're always acting for directions you know yeah i will ask questions what do you think do you think we should do this? What's your idea? What, you know, I'm, I'm picking their brain. Right. Trying to, you know, I'm not trying to make it about me. I'm trying to make it about us. They never saw it as that. And my, in my opinion. Uh, so I was like, all right, this is taking too long. Four months have passed. We haven't wrote anything down. We, the only thing we wrote, wrote down was like a, a Google document, which all the bullet points we, we have agreed upon. That's it. And Every every other day, I was getting messages. Oh, I can't make it. I had a family thing. I gotta go to. Oh, I'm on vacation. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do that. And you know, I was I was talking to my wife about something, and it stumbled upon me. Right? I was like, I can only focus. Uh, I can only focus on things, and be impatient for things I'm actually doing. Right? I can't be impatient and get first for things I'm not doing. And this right. was one of those things that I wasn't not doing. You know, I have a time frame, you know, I gave you the opportunity, you know, I, I gave you an idea. I gave you a decision. I, I've gave you everything. Like if we would have wrote it down, I, I think I would have wrote it down myself and just gave them the credit because I wanted them to win. This was not my project. Right. It was my idea. It was not my project. I got my clothing line. I got real estate with my wife. I got my, my t-shirt printed. I got the pocket. I got so many other things that are my priority. I did this. I wanted to create a team. Finally. Right. You right. know, it was our vision. I wanted them to be a part of something more than they can ever imagine. But it wasn't like that. So I said, fuck it. Like I always do. That's you. If you know, if you get to know me, my come to Jesus moment is when I say, fuck it. And anything. Right. So I said, fuck it. We're done. Hmm. we're done uh, but i still the only thing i haven't done is it's voided down, voided out the contracts but the way i wrote the contract and my lawyer wrote the contract i don't even have to do anything because they failed on each and every uh terms and conditions they had to follow through the contract they failed hmm. automatically um and then after I said, you know, done, I get called that they want to do this, they want to do that. Oh, but, you know, I had other, other projects. I had ideas. They want to do that. And, you know, I've learned to just listen. It's like, and, and leave it up to them. When you're ready, you let me know. When you're ready, when you let me know. Right? Mm-hmm. When you're ready, you let me know. Instead of, yeah, let's do this. When you're ready, you let me know. Weeks have passed and we're, st- mm-hmm. we're recording this podcast. And no response at all. And probably, they'll probably see this and then hit me up. But it's crazy, though. Like, no one is that busy. Like, you, I hear you say this right now, and I'm like, yo, like, even a month, bro, 
Like that's a long, that's like 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week and 30 days in a month. And you don't have like no time. Like, bro, no one is that busy. You don't want it that bad. You don't. You You don't. don't. That's what I'm like. That's what like me hearing you say all that. I'm like, yo, I would I would have been so impatient because I'm like, bro, even two months, three months. That's a long time. You know what I mean? And then it's like if you're like like you said, you were like you wanted to build a team like you work even faster with a team when it's someone like like, for example, me like, you know, I do the things I do because I can and I saw the necessity to to do these things. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you're like working um, in, in a team, like you advance quicker because, you know, like you don't have to bring all the load together. So it's like, damn, like I don't get people sometimes. And it's like, I don't I don't know, like every time I like uh, like you got to give people sometimes the benefit of the doubt because you really don't know. But it's like every time you oh something came up. Like every time I hear somebody say something came up. That's just like you're just trying to say no, man. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody has stuff going on in their life, but people take the time. You know what I mean? To to do what, you know, to go out there like you got your family. You yeah. had, you know, like all the stuff that you mentioned, but yet you were still willing. You know what I mean? To do something as a team. Yeah. to like And, and up. you know, with that, it's, I blame myself. I always blame myself. You know why? Because me as a person, I can't be difficult. But I'm only difficult and, and become uh, like irritates the people who are not willing to take a challenge. You get what I'm saying? I, right. I challenge you. I challenge anybody because that's about life. You know, yeah. I've been stuck in so much shitty holes in my life that, you know, I got to a certain point in my life. and said, fuck this. I, this is my life. I'm going to move my way. So I yeah. challenge people. I'm not challenging you because I'm trying to bully you or belittle. No, I'm challenging. I want you to give me your best because right. I'm giving you my best. And, you know, some people can't take that. And I, 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 throughout the years, you know, blessing having my wife and my son have to learn then acceptance that I'm wrong because not, I, I expect everybody to be like me. Not, not everybody's like me. They're not, you know, not. I went, I, it took me two hours and 30 minutes in traffic to go see your movie. That's commitment. I wanted to be there. It's yeah, not because I, I was, that. and it was not because we were getting this interview because this is. Oh, this no, movie. no, I, I totally is, get you. No, uh, I just want to say it's for the listeners and who was watching it because this this like, this just happened like a week ago. Right. Mm-hmm. I was, the, I, I was committed there because I wanted that experience. I've never been in a premiere. I've never mm-hmm. actually met somebody that was passionate enough to write and direct their own project. That's the people I want to be around of. I was committed to be there and show support. And nothing in return. Right? right? That's the people I want to be around that would challenge me that the conversation we'll have, it's talking about how can we progress as a team or just how, how can we help each other to progress as, as people, as, uh, as individuals, you know, more right. to better, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's the reason why I said fuck it to this whole script shit and, and moved on. Yeah, but at least, hey, at least you did, you know, your part, you learn from it. And that that's you get points for that, you know. And listen, man, it's, it's, some people don't even try. Yes. You know what I mean? And you said that was your first premiere. 
that was my first premiere ever too. Of, there you go. Not, not just doing my own, my first premiere of my movie, but even I was, you know what I mean? Like, cause I never knew anybody. I never like, like I'm from Jersey. Like I said, like in New Brunswick, you know, New Brunswick is like, <laughs> New Brunswick is like, I don't know. It's dead, bro. Like it's, it's not, a, it's not a lot going out there. So when I moved out here to Philly, I'm like, yo, it's people out here. It's a lot of stuff out here, but it's like, I don't know nobody, but I like this. Like, like, like the people out here be like they be jamming, bro. Like they 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 like live, in my block. Living, like, yeah. yeah, like in my block, like I see some old heads, like it don't matter like where they from, like black, Puerto Rican, Dominican, doesn't matter. But they yo, they they be chilling, bro. Like they don't care. Like they, you know, in Jersey, like hey, like at least where I was from, like in the Bronx, like everybody wanna be in their house. Like everybody, like, like, bro, you barely see people outside. And I'm like, yo, like I knew if I ain't even come out here to Philly, like I probably would have never done anything like no straight yeah. cast no nothing so it's like changes are good like that's another thing like some people are scared of changes like you got to embrace change like we well, change every day you know change change is like like everybody's scared of change you know like the unexpected is what kills people that's what they're afraid of the most it's like you're watching right. a horror movie right and the most scary thing about the horror movie is not the monsters just when they're when you least expect it, they pop out. That's when they hit, and, yeah. And you fucking jump out of your chairs, right? That's change. And people, you know, as you know, sometimes you gotta be courageous and say fuck it. You got you gotta be committed. There's there's things in life that are gonna work out and things they're not gonna work out. Right. But you don't you will never know if you don't go after that. You you truly will never know. You sit in your comfort right. zone, you're gonna sink. And it's and it's like me, like um oh man you mentioned that comfort zone bro that's it, it's comfortable that's why yeah. many people don't leave it like it it's it's a trap like it's a mechanism in our brain like that comfort zone like it's meant to protect us you know what i mean but you have to know like how to break that like me like it's like i spoke about this in my um uh, my open a youtube channel um I'm not trying to be like a YouTube star or whatever, but I just wanted to have like some content to yeah, like where yeah. people can like, if they want to learn about like what I do and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like a reference again, they can check right, out. Right, yeah. right, right. And um, one of the things I was speaking about um, after like finishing Julie's confession, like I came out like with so much confidence. And it's not that I was like, it's not that I didn't have confidence. It's not like, like all my life, like I was just this, this, um, like I was full of doubt. No, not at all. But the thing is, like, when you finish what you started, when you when something that that started as an idea and you executed it, not knowing what was going to happen. And you finished the whole process, like you could say, like, I finished this, like, listen, man, it's that builds like I came out so confident both as a human being and as a person that makes movies. Like now I know I can make movies. Like before I used to wrestle with doubts. Am I good enough or whatever? Now that's all like all those doubts concerning that aspect. If I'm good enough to make movies is gone because I did my first movie. I took the first step, the hardest step. I did it. Now I'm beginning to meet people that I never knew I would I was I would be able to meet if I didn't take that chance. And now I realize like, man, it feels good to put the work in. Like, it, like, it, it, like you know how some people, and ain't nothing wrong with like gaming. I game sometimes, mm -hmm. I, I play some games, but I get bored quick. 
but it's some like you get addicted to put in the work in. Like you want to okay, like I did Judy's confession is streaming on Amazon. I'm waiting for other streaming platforms to respond back. I just submitted like some um five of the soundtracks to it to you know to put it on mm-hmm. iTunes and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. So I'm waiting for that. But now I'm like, okay, what's next? Because I, I I need the work. I need to do something. You know what I mean? Like I'm not just gonna be like, okay, I did Judas confession. Now let me just sit back. No. Cause you because now you see like bro, like hard, like hard work or work in general brings in result. And it's like, okay, this intro, this this project introduced me to many people, introduced me to you, uh, Zay, the people that the actresses and 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 other persons, and it's it's opening more doors. So now it's like, okay, what's next? What the next project? What is it gonna be? You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. like life can be because here's the thing, right? You remember like okay, the Nickelodeon days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I remember we used to explore life more than we do now. Like, let me explain, right? Like nowadays, everybody is like on, on their phones. Nothing wrong with it if you're using it for your for your benefit. But if you're just wasting time, then you know, you gotta check yourself. But I remember like when I was like 12, 13, like my friends or the people I used to consider friends or the people we used to go to school with, we used to explore life a lot because we didn't have all these stuff. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like you like if you wanted to talk with someone or if you wanted to meet girls, you had to go where they were. You had yeah. to like, it had to be face to face. Nowadays, I hear people so much talking about, oh, man, life is not the same anymore. Life is boring. Life is this like like why did I want to grow up for like, man? And then, and inside, I'm like. What do you even do? You know what like, I'm saying? Because no <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's proud, right? <laughs> yeah, because it's like if all you do is just like all right, you have your nine to five job. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You At least you got a job. You got a full time job. You, you you have something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. like these these fake gurus on the Internet trying to make people feel like if they got a nine to five, like they whack. No, no I don't. I should be proud. You know, exactly. You know what I mean? But like, what do you do after work? Like, OK, let's say you work from eight to four or nine to five or seven to three, whatever, you still have like a good amount of time. Like, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? So it's like me, you know what I mean? Like the good thing about the process of making movies, you you always meet people. You got to work with people and somebody knows somebody that knows somebody. Yeah, new so and it's different like, people. Right. So it's like now it's like I'm discovering. It's like you. it's like I'm discovering like people I didn't know existed, places I didn't know existed, um, like and it just makes life more fun, more interesting. Like, you don't want to be home just, like, watching TV. Like, you want to be out on the field doing something, meeting people, making new contacts. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's, like, that's how that's what life is all about. It's not what you know to, I mean, to an extent is what you know, but it's more like who you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to, like, me as a person that makes movies, like, I want to meet people, like, for example, like you. I want to meet people who are committed to what they do. I want to meet people like in high places. Like that's, that's what life is all about, man. You don't want to stay like in the same place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we know what it's like already to just be stuck in life, to just get home and not have like, you know what I'm saying? Like we already experienced that. I've experienced a divorce at an early, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's like, listen, man, 
when I was 100%, yeah. when I was younger, I used to hear people like, yeah, he's going through a divorce. I never understood it because, you know, I wasn't married when it happened to me. Damn. 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 You know what I mean? It's like, but but life has to go on. Life has to continue. And look, to this day, my ex-wife and I, like, we have such a great she was at the premiere, by the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, like life has to go on. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, like you mentioned earlier, like, yo, some people, once they see that you progressing, once they see that you make making moves, that you go in places. Oh, what's up, Dio? Oh, yeah. Remember that stuff? Yeah. Now they want to come. Like, why? Like, yeah. why do you want to come now? Like, I don't need you now. Like, I needed you back then. Like, why do you want to come now? No, and they they you they stay like, they stay they actually they stay angry. They say like you ain't shit. Like, but yeah, you know, but it was like they don't realize like it was their attitude that made you like you yeah, know what I mean like yeah. treat them that way. And it's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. But it's mm-hmm. like, listen, man, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with you. Like I'm on a roll. Yeah. I know. And I'm and going. you know, I would always give them the part uh, opportunity, but now it's different because I don't got time for that shit. You don't. And it's not ego or being belittled. I always will give you the opportunity, but now it has to be under my terms, my time. Right. You know, I, it's, it's difficult, man. And, and sometimes people don't even know how to support someone. They just don't. They don't. They know they, they're stuck in, it, it's that environment of, of negativity. It's real, man. It's real. And sometimes they hate because they see they see you and they're they're telling themselves i wish that was that was me i wanted to be that but i can't i couldn't and i they see me doing it now they're hating until you able to progress mm-hmm. they able to grow a little bit a little bit in life and understand that damn i was wrong and i'm proud of him for doing it cuz if i couldn't do it at least he's doing something right they just don't know how to support no, nah, that's why I was like, when I saw you, like, you know, showing the support and everything, that's why, I, you know, I sent you like, you know, I definitely appreciate that because I, I'm I know how to be thankful. That's that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Like. um, And I was like, and I even told Zay, I'm like, what's crazy is too like deal is not even like, you know, that I know of. Yeah. You know, deal is not even like um someone who made like he's not like the the fil- a filmmaker person or someone yeah. who's involved like and he's the one that's showing most of the support yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah. you would expect more filmmakers to be like nah like go support you know so and so but it's yeah, like yeah. damn like dio is a very rare individual because like you mentioned there is a lot of envy yeah yeah there is like i have like the short time i have like you know uh making movies and like just seeing the circle yeah, of yeah. filmmakers like i i noticed like yo there's a lot of people full of themselves yeah, man bro. i i and i'm like i try to support anybody that wants to do something with their life man honestly there's just one guy up. that that is one guy that i follow i've never met but he's always like he, he creates hats for doors or whatever types of hat and i promote him Cause I'm, I'm proud. I'm happy to see that somebody doing something with their fucking life. Right. Like that's, you know, do it. It's like, it's, it's just do it. The, you know, when you f- like an entrepreneur, when you first start being an entrepreneur, you just having a fucking idea. You don't know how I, <laughs> the first five years of, of starting a business, your, your fifth years, when you actually start making money, those four years is trying to manage what the fuck to do. Right. Because you can go to college and learn that. But then when you come out of college, 
you've lost a, a massive amount of time. You're in fucking debt. Now you, you're trying to look for a job. And if you don't have experience, they're not going to hire you because just because you got a fucking degree. Right. 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 So I, I like I've I've come from a place that, man, there was no hope or dreams. All motherfucker want, wanted to fucking. There's one guy who will fuck fuck a pig when he got drunk. Like those motherfuckers, the only do want is fucking sniff coke, or uh, fucking all the motherfuckers wants to fuck his cousin. Like some real hillbilly shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean crazy. that shit. And, you know, anybody listening, it, it sounds offensive. I mean every fucking word because it's true. You right. know, they don't want to do nothing more than life. I used to like, yo. There used to be this like my grandparents had a store, right? And behind that store there was a like a, a trap house, right? These motherfuckers went from being like the 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 kingpins of uh, the east south side of Puerto Rico. I'm from Las Puerto Rico. Kingpins, okay. right? They end up being crackheads and junkies. Wow. One a couple of years back, one got shot in the head because they caught him stealing. Like they went from being this all the way to the most minimum. Like this Damn. shit, there's dirt, and they're under that. That's crazy. Right? So I've seen all this, and I used to sit down and have conversations, me not knowing, just question, yo, there has to be more. You don't want to do more than this? And there's one guy like, you're sniffing coke, another guy rolling. And I'm not partaking, I'm just passing by. Like, I've never been a big drug user, well, never been a drug user or a drinker. But I used to ask that question, like, you don't fucking want more than this? Nah. Mm-hmm. And then rolling up or drinking. Like, I grew up in a fucking bar where all motherfuckers did was get drunk and talk about their heartbreak and whatnot. There was no possibility of anything or progressing. That word is, like, extinct. If it was not extinct, it never existed in that surrounding. They wanted more, and I wanted more, and nobody gave me an opportunity. Nobody fucking supported me. I came out here. I, I when I came out here, like in 2010, that I first moved, I, I knew I wanted to do real estate. Every time I told somebody about real estate, they were like, "That's a scam. Nobody wants to help me." Now, I, and and me being new, I didn't know how shit would work. Uh, I wanted to go to school. Like I wanted to be like a lawyer. Every time I went to school, I needed money. I, every time I looked for support, nobody fucking supported me. You know, and I just keep working. Uh, met people along the way that that were good at first, but then I'm not going to say anything. That we just grew apart. And it wasn't until I actually met my wife and we fell in love. And, and you know, fucking six years later, we're still married with a baby that I actually had some support. And in that in that in in that support, I said fuck it, and I started doing this. You know, sometimes you're not gonna get support. You know, and I know la mañana how we say in Spanish. Right. It takes you know time, and sometimes you you got the support there, and sometimes you say fuck it, and and you just bet on yourself, man. Yeah. That's all you can do. This in, film industry, bro, bunch of fucking leeches. Once the, you're good now, that guy, you know, the money gets in. Everybody is a prima donna. That's facts. You can, you can only hope to do the best that you can and be satisfied with you do. Because mm-hmm. as long as you do something, you're going to be okay. Right. And fuck the world. Yeah, man. Hearing you talk, it's like, man, it's a lot of stuff that go in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, 
I'm like, damn, that's a movie right there. Like all the stuff you're saying and everything, you know what sure. I mean? But it's true though. Like it, it's like, I don't know, like people, I don't know what's up with them, bro. Like it's a lot of procrastination. Like they don't want to do anything. And then when you do something, it's like, oh, like you think you're better than us now? Yo, bro, I, bro, it has nothing to do with yo, that. I, but if you think that, there's a reason why you yeah, feel that way because yeah. you know, like your own conscience is telling you, like you need to be doing more. You know what I mean? So like me listening to you and it's like, damn, like I remember I used to like, I would ask myself that like, yo, there has to be something more than just going to work and come home. I used yeah. to say that to myself, but I'm like, yo, how do I get there? Like, how do, how do I start? Because I knew like, yo, this can't be it, man. This can't just like, I wasn't happy with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I used to live in Jersey, like I had a job, they used to pay me $21 an hour. Like that's good money, but I wasn't happy at that job. Cause I'm like, I feel like, yo, I felt like my life was just from home to work and that's it. Cause sometimes like the overtime was, was it was mandatory and I would just be drained, bro. Oh, like man. I would be drained. And, but then I'm like, damn, I got money, but no time. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, there has to be something more than that. Like I'm not going to be here 20, 30 years to then wait for retirement. I don't even know if I'm going to make it to like get <laughs> there. Like, you know what Facts. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, there has to be another way. And it's, and it's, it's, it's good that you mentioned that because it's like I had that, like you mentioned about, you know, the first five years of like in a business, like you start making money after five years. Like I have that same exact mentality with making movies, right? Like I just did my first official movie, Julie's Confession. You know what I mean? Like I have it you know, for rental and buying at the moment after six months, I'm going to submit it for, um, so people who have pride could just watch it, you know, even though I'm still going to get revenue based on, you know, the viewing time, but it's exactly what you said. Like, I would love to make a career out of, out of film, you know what I'm saying? But for me to do that is a lot of work that has to go in it. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that you know in my mind i'm like okay i only have one movie at the time but what about when i have five movies or 10 movies good ones you know because i'm gonna take my time but these are movies that i own the right to mm -hmm. you know what i'm which saying which is the but, most important part right so once i have at least 10 movies you know Jan uh, you know janelle pictures you know what i'm saying like now you know that you're it's like you're building you're building a business in general because you know like right now i only have one product judy's confession but when you have another one mm -hmm. and then another one and then another one you're building something you know the algorithm of both amazon and other platforms are gonna recognize your name right away mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but we go back to what we were saying earlier it's not gonna happen de la noche a la mañana mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but i'm okay with that that's the name time is gonna pass by no matter what if so I might as well do something. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to get I'm if I don't die tomorrow, you know, you know, right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get old regardless. So I might as well get old, you know, doing something along the way. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. Because like we have this energy now, we got to take advantage of this energy of this strength because we, we don't know what can happen tomorrow. Yeah, you, this is the time where you you plant your seed. So in the future, you can enjoy the fruit of your labor. And when right. you go outside, you can pick the fruit and not have to pay for it, you know? Exactly. You know, like you mentioned something incredible that you started with one. That's all you need is one. That's mm -hmm. all you need is one. On, on June 4th, 
2021, I, I, I created my first podcast and, and published it. This one is going to be my 42nd, right? Look at that. I've until yesterday, I don't look at, I don't look at views. I don't look at likes. I don't look at comments. I, I learned recently I, and um, my Spotify, whatever audio version, I got over 600 listeners. And the only reason I know that is because I got my first sponsor mm-hmm. since I started. Look at that. After that, I, after that, they, you know, I kept the moon. I still haven't looked at it. You know why? Because it's not, it's, I'm not worried about the creative or everything, the money I'm creating about creating consistency and creating something. Right. Because like you said, one by one by one, you start creating and building your empire, building your, your, your catalog. That's all you need. You know, you, you know, I made one. What's the next one? Right. Let's focus that energy on that. Little do you know, you, you have fucking 10 movies out. Yeah. Not worried about what people are saying, just trusting you and what you have practiced your craft in. And that's it. You know, you, you're, you're in a very uh, competitive, you know, shady industry. So mm-hmm. what you tell yourself is fuck what people are saying, fuck their comments, fuck, fuck their money. You know, because if not pay me to do something, not nah. if I'm producing my shit, I'm gonna take my time because I'm gonna do it right. Right. And keep doing you and keep doing you. You keep your head down, keep fucking do you and continue doing you. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you have fucking five, ten movies out. You, you're fucking being nominated and shit. And little do you know, all you did was believe in yourself and put in the fucking work. Yeah. There's no secret to it. You know, like I, I always I don't know why some people like believe like there's some secret to like like success, like every time I hear like, you know, people asking like different artists, you know, whether it be like a, a, a someone who makes music, movies, whatever, like, what is your secret? And I'm like, yo, there is no secret, man. Like, it, it's just put in the work. Yeah. Like when you see someone have major success, like what you don't see is like all the stuff they've done previously. And then that one thing they do that puts them on the map, you assume that was just like, oh, they're like that that's that's what made them successful like no man they got like you know that you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and it's like like look like i'm enjoying this conversation like i ain't think we was gonna last that long (laughs) but it's just like we have so much to talk about we can identify with one you know what i mean like yeah yeah yeah. you know that saying like real recognize real yeah and um you know, like we're exchanging energy. So it's like when the energy is good, like, you know, you want to feed off that because it's like also it's like a therapy session, you know, like what we're talking about. Yes, talk, yes, I listen, yes. like we feel good, you know, and then when it's done, like, man, like, now let me just have a cup of coffee or something, because again, like. Bro, there's nothing wrong with this if you know how to use it to your advantage. Yes. But yo, when I see people like on this. And I'm like, I'm standing right in fuck in front of you and you're not paying attention to me. Like, I got oh. a problem with that. So when I could find someone like you. Or Zay or, or, or other people that can I can talk to for hours and I don't see them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love that. You know what I mean? Like, like, don't you find it like crazy, like people who depress. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I'm actually like writing a movie that deals with depression. Um, I don't know if that's going to be my next one, you know, but I, I, I'm, I want to deal with that topic because I've, I've experienced um, some of it. And um, I know I'm not the only one, yeah. but 
you look at people, for example, who who deal with depression, right? Like they got to go to a strange, they got to go and pay a stranger to talk to them about their problem, right? Or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. This person has a, a, a notebook or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Once you're done talking, once they go to, you know, uh, their first session, their second session, they start to feel good. And they assume it's the, like it, they assume it's the therapy in itself. But what they don't realize is that you're talking face to face to another human being. And that's what's making you feel better. Instead yes. of you being on your fucking phone all the time when you're not interacting with no humans. Like, yes, like yes. I'm talking like I'm talking like I talk with a girl. Right. We, we just talking. But and she thinks like texting is a form of communication. I'm like, yo, I need I want to talk to you, like call you. Oh, I like the text. I'm like, man, fuck all that. I don't I don't like texting is OK if you're in a hurry. But if you if I know you have the time, I want to talk. It's not the same. You know what I'm saying? So it's facts, like, facts. you know what I mean? So it's like when we're talking right now, like this is a genuine conversation, even though we're using, you know, the computer, the camera, but it's one on one. And that's why, like, when you meet someone also, it's like I saw um, it's like a post I see. Like sometimes there's some good posts that they be posting, like on Instagram. And I saw a post that said, like, it has it's, it's in black and white, but it has like two men just like talking one another. And at mm. the bottom, it said, like, there's no better thing than a good conversation with the right person. Yes. And it's true. You know yes. what I mean? So it's like yes. the fact that we can continue talking. You know what I mean? That shows, you know what I'm saying? But I can tell you this. Like, there's some people like I cannot even talk for like two minutes because it's like, you know, like they don't they don't think alike. They don't have the same goals. They don't like. Like you said, like, you don't you don't see them like wanting more out of life and they don't even have nothing to talk about. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn. So it's like when we find someone um, it's rare is it, bro, it, it is, man. It really is. It's rare, man. It's and there's not a lot of us. I'll tell you that much. It's very it's, <laughs> there it's isn't. Not, there's not a lot. It's very it's very hand picked it, you know. Uh, uh me on a general basis i just don't talk i don't you know my wife she's dominant in that so i just listen you know i I love to listen to her talk you know depending on, on what she's saying because she's saying some crazy shit she just lost me um but you know in the public it's it's difficult for me to me to like i met i met zay over there in philly for the premiere and i i was honest with this i get very uncomfortable being surrounded people here's my card let me know what happens and hit me up and we'll talk from there. I I can't do it. I can't do it. I it's it's like you put Hulk in a fucking train, right? I I can't do it. I grew up in a very uh traumatic environment that I didn't know was traumatic. You know, everything right. was gonna pop off any minute. That's where I come from. Uh so I try to ev- do my best to avoid people. If I don't have to speak, I don't speak because people tend to misinterpret what I'm saying. Right. It takes a conversation like this to actually explain what I'm saying. Right. You know, a lot of people nowadays speak as if they were texting. Yeah, man, I hate that, bro. And and I I can't do I can't do reading paragraphs, but I also can't do um you speaking to me half ass expecting me to understand everything you're fucking saying. I that's right. not I'm sorry, that's not the type of human being I am. So I just 
you know no no listen man i i totally get you bro that's what i'm saying like like i've noticed like i'm convinced like one of the things like it's crazy that even if you say hi to like a stranger on the street they assume like you're a predator or you're like trying to or or you have like some bad intentions like it's crazy that i can't even say like hey how you doing especially like if i'm a man and i approach a, 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 a woman even just saying hi bro like why do they have to assume like i have like some some weird intentions like it's crazy like everybody's literally like just like distant you know what i'm saying and so like me like look man i can listen i know how to like i know how to i know how to talk with the right like if like for example with you since like if i'm with the right person like i can talk that's because i know i'm with the right person but i can also shut my ass off and i know how to listen and pay attention you know what I'm saying? So I know how to do like both things. Yeah. But honestly, though, like, like if I can talk with you, like I don't want to text with you, man. Like, cause the thing with texting is like, like sometimes you text someone, like, oh, how you doing? And then you're like, oh, I'm good. Oh, damn, why you sound so dry? Like, I don't sound dry. I'm just I'm, I'm replying. It's just that you don't hear my voice. Yeah, it's, it's mis miscommunication. Exactly. The way you, Bro, inter- you know, the way the message interpretates what you're saying, exactly. it, it's messing up the vibe exactly and i have many i have had many occasions where people really think like i'm mad or i'm upset but again it's because you don't hear my voice you can't discern my mood so so what i do is i just put a big ass happy face so they would just think like you know yeah because now it's like you got to put the happy face otherwise they think you're serious and i'm like yo it's crazy like (laughs) this is what come through you gotta you gotta like to make somebody feel comfortable right just to make him feel comfortable. Yeah, just so you have that. a responsibility. You have no idea who this person is or are, but this is what you have to do just to make him feel comfortable. Because if not, you're fucked. Right. And so with me, like dealing with actors, you know, that's why I like, you know, we do Zoom meetings. I need to talk to you. I don't want to text. I don't yes, want to hear voice. Yeah. I need we, you know, we we don't have to like meet up personally because I know some of us, you know, we don't live close and everything. But we need to have a meeting. Where, you, where we're all given our undivided attention to what's going on here, you know, but we can't be texting. We, no, like, I don't, I don't, it, it needs to happen like this. And, you know, like the direct, like, look, man, directing, it's a lot of people, I guess, they want to be directors or whatever, because I, I think they just think it's a cool thing to be, you know, like, oh, director, so-and-so. so and so. Let feel me empowered. be a director. They just but, want to feel but, empowered. They want to tell people what to do, and it's not the same. No, it's not, bro. It's a stressful situation. It's like, look, man, like when I did, why do you love me? I don't know if you've seen that short film, but yeah, yeah. when Zay put me to direct them, I was like, what the hell did I get myself <laughs> into, man? Like, <laughs> like, yo, the, like, I'm like, they, they're not sounding convincing. They sound fake. They sound... And I'm like, oh, my God, like I'm thinking Zay got like professionals, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's OK, you know, because that's how life comes at you. Life is not always going to come with you like, you know, life is going to. OK, let me test you. You know, Zay didn't do that intentionally. But I remember the the, the first time we met, like me, Zay, the um, the actress and, and Jose. And I remember just doing a read and I'm like, oh, my goodness, man, this sounds so fake, bro, like. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so I had to tell them, like, I literally had to tell them, like, like, listen, 
say that line slower say this and that. like i literally had to take my time and sometimes there were parts where i had to tell jose like look say it exactly like i'm gonna say it you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. it was sounding so unrealistic and the job of a director is to make sure that the acting the scene everything is convincing so i'm glad that both him and nashali the 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 actress who played uh um what, i forget Ashley, yeah, that's her name. Her name is Ashley, and then she plays Ashley. No wonder I'm like, I was lost. So I'm glad that they both trusted my direction. And then when I heard people who saw it, like, they look very convincing, like, the acting was good. Obviously, you know, a lot of people don't know that has to do with who's directing. But I feel good because I know I did my job. But listen, when you're working with inexperienced people, it can be very frustrating. Very frustrating. That's why, like, when I hired the people I did for Judas Confession, I needed to see, like, some of the previous work to avoid that I'm working with newbies. Because working with newbies is, like, you waste a lot of time because they don't know a lot of things. So you got to explain it to them. You got to be like, okay. You know, whereas a, a more experienced actor or actress, you tell them, okay, um, you give them a little bit of explanation. Like, okay, you know, this paragraph. This, 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 and that. And then, you know, this line, um, because it's the most important line, it's the punchline, you know, I need you to give more emphasis, especially to the verb, this and that. They get it right away. You know what I mean? So directing can be very stressful, bro. Very, very freaking stressful. Like when I, I hear imagine. people like, you know, because when uh, when the good movie comes out and, you know, director so-and-so, oh, but listen, man, it, it it's, you really have to love, love it. Because if not, it's, bro, you'd be like, this is not for me. I'm not dealing with this, you know? <laughs> no, I feel it, man. It, it must be difficult, especially um, working with people that haven't really been in the industry and, and really have experience doing what you're doing. So how many times you got, is like uh, raising a toddler. You know how many times you got to repeat yourself mm-hmm. on a daily basis? Right. So that's why I was like, I was fortunate that at least with the cast for Julius Confession, like, you know, so far I haven't had like people like tell me like, um, um, haven't given me any problems because I'm not problematic. It's just, I know when something doesn't sound right, when something doesn't look right. And I also know the performance that I want from the actors and that's all I ask for. And then when you see it on screen, it's going to look good, you know? Um, I have, you know, I have some people that want to work with me, you know, Zay has informed me about it. And again, not to brag, but I'm sure it's because they see like, man, you know, this guy, you can tell he's serious about his work. Yeah, right. And people want to work with someone who's serious about their work, someone who is not procrastinating, someone who doesn't take two years to do, you know, to, to finally finish a movie. You know, they see like, you know, his delivery, his his sense of urgency. Like, I want to work with someone like that. You know, I got shit done. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, that's that's why I said, like, I consider myself fortunate that I can do the things I do, you know, because I can save a lot of time. I can guarantee a more organic delivery since and 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 a better vision because since I'm the one who's gonna direct, write, edit film i already see all that in my head so i already know what i want 
you know, as opposed to me having to explain to the cinematographer what I want, then explain to the editor what I want, then explain to the actors, the performer. Like, I only have to work with the actors and tell them what I want because everything else, the editing and everything, I'm going to take care of that. So it it's a blessing because, again, I can save time. I can save money. I can strategize. You know what I mean? But again, it goes back to the necessity. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, um, like you mentioned earlier, like you come from a, a, a traumatic household and I know that pushed you more to like, you know, get more out of life. And sometimes like we have to go through things like that. Yes. You know what I mean? Because it's what's going to open up our eyes. Like there's a saying, I don't know if you ever heard it, but there's a saying that says that necessity is the mother of all creativity. Mm. Because when you have money, you don't care about anything. Oh, just go buy it. Yeah. But when you don't have the money and you need to figure out a way to solve a problem, you start looking for solutions. Your mind starts to work. So me knowing I can't, I can't pay a writer. I can't get a producer. I can't get a cinematographer, a sound person, an editor. I knew like, look, if I want to do this, you know, I'm going to educate myself to the best that I can out of necessity and give it the best that I can. And fast forward to today, I was able to, you know, make my first official film and people actually liked it. They liked the story, the visuals, everything. Yeah, man, because, it's, very, it's very relatable. Because the thing is, like, sometimes when a person is the one who directs, edits, do the cinematography, most of the time it, it doesn't come out that good because sometimes you're more of a director than you are a cinematographer or you're more a cinematographer than you are a director or you're more of an editor than you are both of these things. Whereas with me, like my mind just treats all of this like if it's just one thing, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so um, I know that, you know, God willing, the day that if I ever like work with high end people that, you know, I'm not going to like all I'm going to be doing, let's say is directing. I know exactly what to tell them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, all, you, you're going to know how to carry yourself. Right, right. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? So it, it's you never it's like. Even though it took me the time it took me to do my first movie, you know, like I had to I had to learn what I learned and study, but it pays off. And the thing is, like, once you learn and know these things, you don't forget them. Like, I'm not going to forget how to film. I'm not going to forget how cinematography works. I'm not going to forget how to edit, because once you learn that, that's it. It stays with you. So it's another skill that you have that makes you more of more value. It increases your value. You know, some if some people want to work with you. Or some people want you to work for them. You can charge what you what you're like what you're worth because you know you you have you have like all these valuable skills and they know like yeah this guy he 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 executes what he does. It's not just the skill like also his delivery. Like you give him a deadline, you know, boom, he has it. So it's like they all all build up. You know what I mean? It's all like everything you learn in life. It's in the moment. You may not see like results, whatever, but it's not like never take it for granted, man. Never like learn as Facts, much as you yes. think, you know, like I'm sure like you did with business. So I know like, you know, about marketing, you know, a lot about like 
What you learned about business, no one can take that away from you. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Once you learned it, that's it. Whether you learned it the hard way, you read a book or whatever. Mm-hmm. But once you learned it and you know how it works, that's it. And 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 business, honestly, it's it's knowing your numbers, but most of all, like just a simple way to explain it is knowing where you want to go. Exactly. Now, once you know where you want to go, how what do you have in front of you? And how can you make use of what you have to get where you want to go? Exactly. You know, you want to start a margin. That's your goal. How, now, how do I get there? Exactly. And, and figuring that, like you said, just now figuring that out, your mind starts to just, you know, my and you keep going and going, boom, 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 either there or you're over. Exactly. And that's it. Yeah, man. But listen, brother, we could sit here and talk all night. Nah, I know, I know. Bad. Nah, um, you good, bro. You good, you good. Thank you for joining me. Um, I want to do that. I want to do this again with Zay. I want to chop it over you guys. Uh, Julie's confessions and Amazon prime right now. Go watch that. Go social love and support to this amazing talented director. Thank you for being with me, man. Uh, An honorable conversation. A pleasure to have you. Yeah, man. It was a pleasure being with you and we definitely might, you know, have to work on some things in the future, man. You got some stories, man. Oh man. I have, well, we can sit down and you, you. Hey, see. well, I know. Well, you, you from you say you from um, Jersey City, right? Yes, sir. Hey, I mean, I got family in Brunswick. If I ever go out there one day, I got your number. I'm gonna be like, listen, I'm gonna be in Jersey. If if you if you off, we can meet up. You know what I mean? Have a cup of coffee, whatever. Yeah, yeah, talk, definitely. You know, definitely. so appreciate yeah, that. man. Now, before we go, tell the people where they can find you at. Uh, you can find me uh, in um. Oh, my phone is just ringing. You can find me on Facebook, um, Raldingenau7. Um, same thing on Instagram, Raldingenau7. Or you can go on YouTube and just put Janelle Pictures. Um, it's my recent YouTube channel where I just, um, you know, talk about the things about making a movie, the process, things I learned, and so forth. And, um, yeah, that's where you can find me so far. There you go, guys. Go hit him up. Go follow him. Go show him some love and support. Make sure you go check out Jewish Confession now on Amazon Prime. You'll let us know if it releases on any other platform. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm still waiting um, for them to, because it's under review. So once it's done, I'll definitely let you know. Oh, there you go, guys. Uh, Zay Rodriguez, thank you for making this happen. I had a pleasure. Uh, Franklin, thank you. Uh, thank and you, I'm out, Dio. guys. Have a good night. <laughs>